Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome back to the official Geek Speak podcast. This is episode 41. The strikes are finally over. Took a, took a long time, but they are done. <laughs> I'm your host, Sean, and join as always is my co-host, Josh. I'll be back. I am back. Rudy Rudolph. That's a Michael Scott moment. Uh, this is the podcast where we watch movies, make movies, play games, and more. What else can you ask for? And the strikes are over. We didn't scab. That's why we were gone. We The rules were very unclear as to if we were allowed to talk about things, so we decided best not to. And because most of our content revolves around uh, struck content, not really the best uh, avenue to go down right now, especially since one of our, our main topics is about Disney movies specifically. <laughs> so yes, it's it's been a minute. Uh, if you're new to the show, welcome. It's been gone for about four months, um, which feels like it's been for a lot longer than that to me. It Yeah, it has. It feels strange being back after so long. I'm glad. I'm very glad, though, to be back. Um and we're back in full force. We actually now have a Discord server. Uh, the last episode around that time, we so, uh, set up a subreddit now, so you all can join that. As always, you can always email the show or follow us on Twitter, etc. But now we're trying to build as much community as possible to enhance the connection we have with all of you listeners. And that's pretty cool. Most episodes in the show, we will be going through a different Disney Channel original movie, or DCOM, D-C-O-M for short. And we will see how in a short period of time, um, like 20 years, we have the giant sample size. We'll see how... Um, quality changes fluctuate from the biggest media company on earth and how they cater towards children and what what happens with all that you know it's kind of crazy and today is no exception we are back with um i guess a classic to some people or is a sequel though? to a classic It's a sequel to i guess some people's classic this is xenon 2 the sequel and i wrote that note as a joke in my my um note i don't know that was the actual title until i saw it on disney plus Oh yeah, that's that's the title. It's the sequel. It's the sequel. Which honestly, I love that they did that. That's pretty good. Uh, Josh, before we get into that, how are you doing? Uh, brain is broken because Xenon broke my brain last night. I watched. You watched it last night? Yes. After I got off work, it was like midnight. I was watching it. I was just like, I can't tell. Am I having a stroke or is that just the writing? Cetus Lapidus, man. Um, I I watched it. Also, I'm not saying Cedus Penis. I'm saying Cedus Lupidus, because that is an actual quote from both movies at this point. Um, and we'll get into that soon. I watched this movie last night from like 10.30 to like 2 a.m. Yes, it took me a while. I had to pause it a lot. Things were going on. You know, I was making show notes to the show today while doing other things and like trying to uh, figure out what's going on for this because I had to figure out what the heck is happening today because... A lot of time has passed. I have to make sure that today runs smoothly. And I don't know if it's going to. We're going to, we're going to try. I'm really excited for the show to be back. Like, I have really missed being geeks and speaking with y'all. Especially you, Josh. We haven't talked outside. Like, we, this show is always an excuse for you and me to connect a lot, especially since we've been so far away now. And getting to this show with you has been great. Yeah. And now we have an excuse to hang out again. It's also great. Woo! Woo! Excuses to hang out. 
And next time, about next week, I will actually be seeing Josh here in person for the first time in many months. So that's pretty fun. So the show runs in four main parts. We have the DCOM first, and then we're going to go into usually the news and then our main topic and then the super weird story. Today's a little different because it's mostly catching up on four months of what the heck's been going on in the media. Specifically today, we're doing... Uh, catching up on after the decom, what movies to come out, our general yay or nay opinion on those movies and shows, and then just news. That's it. Just July 14th until December 13th. So four months of news. Josh, are you ready to discuss the sequel? Because I have at least a few notes. I have many just frustrating notes. <laughs> so... Recap, we watched Xenon as our episode four, like two and a half years ago at this point, because we did the podcast very irregularly. And I didn't remember the plot of the first one, so we had both of us listen to our thoughts. We listened to our episode uh, four part talking about Xenon 1 recap. And I it brought back a lot of memories. It brought back a lot of repressed memories for me. <laughs> and I gotta say... I don't know if this is better or worse or on par. I don't like these movies. <laughs> to be fair, I don't remember the first one very well. I remember enough to know the plot of the first one and the characters. I wrote a lot, but Josh, what what is the what's going on? What's the what is Xenon up to? What is Radon Car up to? What's the plot? Uh so this is in the future. Uh not a very good future. Quite of a boring future to be honest. Uh twenty forty nine, like Blade Runner. Yeah, it's uh, I'd rather be in the future of Blade actually, Runner. Actually twenty fifty, because it's been a year since the first one. Yeah, it's been a year since number one. Either way, she's a space girl on a space station doing what space girls on space stations do, and that's be alive, I guess. The Are you sure? I don't know, to be honest. But <laughs> But she's there just doing what teenage girls do, blowing stuff out of airlocks, thinking it's a video game because I don't, smarts apparently don't exist in space. And the military comes and just like, hey, your thing's out of orbit. We're going to start jettisoning your ship so you know you all don't die. And Zeon's just like, hold on, I don't like that. We're going to stop you. And but in the meantime, she has to babysit her arch nemesis from the first movie because she's the daughter of the military man and a pop star has gone missing. This film doesn't really have a plot, to be honest. It's just a sequence of events that happen. And that's about it. I just I don't like it. (laughs) I think Josh is leaning towards nays today. Yeah, I'd probably say that. Like, I, I was thinking as I was watching this, it's just like, at least with the era of DCOM dramas that we talked about, that they at least tried more in terms of, like, their characters and performances. Here, we're back to just the trying to be cool and hip with the kiddos, and I hate every second of it. So, fun fact, this is our 21st DCOM we've watched, Josh. We've watched a lot. That's crazy. I think I remember well, maybe a quarter of them. <laughs> This is our 41st episode. We've only done 21 decoms. We need to start doing sometimes some double decoms <laughs> to catch up. Uh, yeah, this movie is interesting to me in that what is going on? Um, and no character really knows, to be honest, or trusts themselves or those around them. The film doesn't really know what's going on. And you might be getting confused because Josh mentioned, mentioned there's a pop star missing. And that doesn't seem to, to, that doesn't seem like to relate to space at all. It doesn't. 
It's Not just there because pop stars are cool. Well, because he, it was briefly a character in the last one, and by character I mean Xenon liked a pop star. That was the character. And then he showed up and sang at the end. Because it was like a they said it was like a they paid him to do a thank you thing for her because she saved them. But also, Josh and I said at the end of the last movie that it wasn't a happy ending because the person they defeated was funding them. Yeah, that's and now <laughs> it's it carried over because the person who was funding them is gone and they're falling apart. Yes, the, the Xenon fixing the problem last time, which it was a predicament last last episode. Yes, last episode, sure. Um, and Xenon one, where the end, the main villain was doing insurance problems or something and whatever at fraud or something and using funding and legal whatever to do stuff and xenon wanted to stop it and she did but in doing so she stopped the illegal activity but also stopped the ship from getting funding so it's a lose-lose scenario win-win scenario you know both but here that yeah xenon consequences and this is what kills me about this one because the the thing that is made clear is that because of what happened in the last movie the ship is out of orbit and you know if it keeps going where it's going it's going to crash into earth so the military is like okay the best solution that we can come up with is to jettison parts of the ship yeah it sucks but hey most of you will survive so hey that's a plus and xenon's like no we're gonna stop you i'm just like What's your plan then to save the ship from crashing into Earth? <laughs> like what? <laughs> I thought her plan might have ended up being, "Hey, we could try and get the pop star to do a concert, raise money for funding again, something like that, to help us. Like, I'll fix the thing I mis- made a mistake with, but also help. You know, her mistake when she made a mistake last time is very loose because she did help people, but also it's on you." <laughs> So yeah, like, like she, I thought our route would be like, let's try and fix the problem in a logical way that will help going forward. That didn't go happen. That didn't happen. Logic doesn't really happen in this movie. There's some interesting things, like some wonderful vocabulary, like that carries over from the last movie, like the word majors all the time, and stellinary and cetus lupidus. That all carries over. Um, we got this time though a new one. Will you ice? Meaning will you chill? Which I think <laughs> is so clever. Um, shut up, doggies. I live in Los Angeles, and there are neighbors who have dogs and roosters. I apologize for any of that you might hear. I don't want to confuse, because Xenon, like you brought up earlier, she played a game, what she thought was a video game, that opened and closed airlocks. First off, she said she made the game. That's not how making games work. If she made the game, how did it close and open the airlocks? Also, how did the men who were exposed to those open and closing airlocks not die in the vacuum <laughs> of space it's space <laughs> um they aren't like you know half terran half god like star lord no it's space on that same note the game that she's playing that she tells her friend recasted uh the recast friend oh yeah let's bring that so her friend was recast from raven simone to another actress my guess is that like this is around when that's a raven was starting so that's probably why that's probably why but anyway so the game they're playing is trap these pellets between two walls. Okay, keep one of the walls closed. Why open one Why of the do walls keep then? It? They kept opening them. <laughs> and it's, it's like, they're getting out. Yeah, you're letting them out. It's just, this game isn't just nonsense. You're just, some guy was paid through quick virtual, you know, graphics video for them. That's it. It's pretty bad. Um, that game doesn't make sense. 
Uh, these effects are something. At time, I liked the alien at the end. Oh yeah, by the way, there's aliens in this. We'll get to it. That's actually the main plot in theory. Not, um, not really. The second half is what it's all about. Yeah, the effects are something. They teeter on terrible to amazing. No, amazing no. for decom standards. Decom amazing. But that's fine. It's whatever. If I sound jaded, I'm sorry. We've had better ones. And we know that they can do better. They, we know that they can do better sci-fi even at this point. So like, this is just... Compared to when we watched the first one, the first one was like, what, our fourth episode? So it was only our fourth decom we had seen at that point. And of course, we've seen, you know, decoms in our lives. But like, starting from the beginning, like this is, you know, to show what, how far they've come. At this point, it feels like a giant regressive step backwards. And I don't... For a sequel. Yeah, for, for the sequel and for decoms in general, I don't get it. <laughs> I wrote down big cap in all capitals. These men were almost murdered. Outer space was exposed. Yes, Xenon is almost a murderer. Her punishment was watch for aliens. <laughs> She's like, oh no, every kid's worst nightmare. Also, as predicted from last time, Josh said in our last episode, episode four, our last Xenon episode, that he thinks that Greg doesn't like her anymore. And I was correct in my theory. Because... In this, ep- in, the, in this episode, yeah, this episode of Xenon's trilogy of episodes, uh, we from the opening thing is, Greg dumped me. It's been a year. I didn't think you'd, you'd be with me forever. How are you still so casual after it's been a year? Like, it's, you've been dating for a year. That's still a big thing. Also, yeah, you're gone in space. I don't know, man. I don't know. There's way too many goddamn primary colors in this movie. And they're all clashing. They're, they're, none, none of it works, just everyone's just wearing any color, and I hate it. When they get down to Earth and things look normal, I'm like, oh, thank God, my eyes aren't bleeding right now. Oh, there's a, there's a two twins in the ship who are wearing the most atrocious outfits in the world. But there's a, there's a wonderful quote saying, I'm not a moron major. Love that quote. I wrote down, she joins Space Force, like Trump's Space Force, <laughs> which is true. Her job is literally watch for aliens um and the crux of this movie is she finds something out that is abnormal no one believes her after what happened in one year prior where she discovered something secret and out of the ordinary and no one believed her and she was right why did this happen again why do her parents not believe her again because then we wouldn't have a plot it would just be a different plot one that would make more sense I don't get that. Literally, the entire plot hinges on everyone in the entire ship repeating the mistakes of the first one. It's, I, uh, it's so frustrating. Also, this movie came out in two thousand one, and they make a joke about uh, the stock market crash of 06. They were so close to predicting the future right there. I know. Well, because well, they were trying to make things funny like that, or like, oh, you know, whatever. But it worked really well. Uh, there's some great other quotes. Like I, I wrote down a lot of fun quotes. Like um, you're in comprehension mode, minor man, uh, mom. Meaning you're not getting, you don't understand me. But I, I want to know who came up with the lingo for these, these movies. Stellarius. Stellarius is in both movies, and I hate it. Inkarama. <laughs> Did are you inked? <laughs> we have one like this. Um, flattering majored. Trey viral. He broke up with you. Are you pancaked? honestly oh that's a good line for any movie that's not even a joke that line is would be good in, in heathers or mean girls Ugh, that's trey viral he broke up with you are you pancaked i actually love that 
that's as good as fuck me gently with a chainsaw from heathers i just want i want to know what cetus lapidus means that's all i want in this world and i'm never gonna get an answer to it it's an exclamation that's all we know it's a stupid exclamation i'd rather them swear (laughs) randomly we go from words like i'm not a moron major to fuck it's just like Xeon finally breaks. I'm fine with that. They had a re- when they had a reveal. You brought up how her arch rival Margie from the first one, who likes Greg, and Greg's like, "I don't like you, Margie. Get through your head." That whole thing. Uh, Margie comes back in this one in a very cliche plot of like, "Do my bidding, or I'll tell Dad, and you'll you know problem whatever." It's just a mean girl rivalry thing. It was fine. I, that was the most cliche '90s kind of plot we can get, and it's like whatever. But I there's a moment in the movie because I don't remember the first one well enough. They had a reveal of Margie before they were like, Margie? And I'm dun, like, dun, dun. I, I, don't, I don't recognize who this is. So that actually was helpful hearing who it was. Thank you. <laughs> I had no idea that kid was when she walked in. I'm like, is this a new character? No? Oh, remember. Okay, cool. There were some actual, okay. What made you laugh? I'm sure something made you laugh or made you happy. Like at least a, a grin. Because mm. hold on. The little head nods Margie commanding Xenon was funny to me. Uh, there, was a, there was a scene where like, they're at a, a, a lunch table and Xenon and Margie, because Margie has this control because her dad is the head of the military guy who's at the ship and is saying, I'm going to, you know, if you don't follow every word I say, I'll make my dad send your parents home, wherever. And so it's just like, I'm going to follow your orders and do dumb stuff for you. Uh, Margie basically commands Xenon to cut her like pork for her or whatever. And it's a little... Like just small, slight head nod. Mimi actually like okay, that's pretty good. Like the way she performs that is pretty funny to me. And she does it a few times during things. Like her head nods were like that was endearing and well done. Good expression from an actor. Yay. I've I've got nothing. This there 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 was nothing that like made me genuinely laugh. There's nothing that made me laugh from how bad or how stupid it was. This was just a pain to get through. I laughed at them playing tube chess the fuck it was that huh near the end of the movie they were playing uh the parents were playing a game of what looked like chess but it was just tubes of like weird colors i i blocked it from my memory i guess um also things like what was it the quote the back and forth quote between xenon um and then margie xenon said let me just say one thing and then margie said hello daddy and the back-to-back of that made me laugh. Uh, they were I liked their interactions more than I liked anything else in the movie, probably. Because they felt like more like human beings when they were interacting together. Um, I think that her Xeno had a dumb fight with her friend Nebula, who was a recast from Raven Simone, um, because it's like, well, she wouldn't hang out with Margie. Okay, you're all just kids. Move on. Uh, what is this search engine? I wrote down at one point when we were trying to search for the, the pop star's house. They just typed in random words, and it gave them a video of the house they're looking for. It had nothing. They didn't search house. Just everything was perfect. I love when they're looking, for, going to, like, on Earth, looking for the pop star, that they're treating the forest of L.A. like it's a jungle. And I'm just like, that's not how forests work or look. <laughs> just, like, from no. the, the sound effects to, like, the things they encounter. I'm just like, this is not, I'm not even in L.A., and I know that's not how it is. <laughs> It was funny. I liked that. That was good. I went down, what is solar solitaire? I wrote that down too. I'm like, what's the difference? Xenon said she's been been losing at solar solitaire lately. 
first off, losing at Solitaire is sad. If you lose at Solitaire, I'm sorry, but it's it's a sad thing to lose at a game where you're just playing on a table by yourself. You can cheat. You're alone. <laughs> uh, similarly, there's a thing where she's in that, in that same scene when she's playing Solar Solitaire. Xenon has a zoom in on her face and a zoom in on the post on the wall of her the guy she likes, the the pop star, and back and forth, and it's very funny because she hears the word zoom, zoom, zoom. Oh yeah, aliens. We haven't addressed why any of that happened. Josh, what does Zom have to do with aliens and the pop star? Go on. Uh, I think from what I gather, they like his music and according to what they told Xenon and Xenon told us, because they talked to Xenon, but we don't see this visually, they were just drifting out there for, you know, for a couple of years and they were trying to contact and use the music to reach people. That's pretty much it. And then at the end, they decide to like fix the ship for them. And you're jumping ahead. I just meant like. How do we get to alien? What what do we get? How do aliens come into play at all in terms of Xenon's story? You, but, you yeah. see, that's the thing is that it's consistently an afterthought. Like they show up, but they're not the main focus. And then I don't even get. I don't even remember what her logic was of how that's going to fix the ship by proving that there's aliens out there. That's not going to fix your problems of your ship drifting towards Earth. <laughs> no, she wanted to prove that, that she wasn't wrong. <laughs> That's basically what the plot was, that she just wanted to prove she wasn't wrong. Is that no one believes her after a year of them believing her and giving her, like, higher responsibilities. Uh, There's some other quotes here that remind me of you. There's a quote here remind me of you, Josh. The the Margie girl, the rude girl, says, if people were intended to be outdoors, then they wouldn't have invented houses. I wrote down that so, Josh. It's very true. Um, The word byness, B-Y-E-N-E-S-S, which is funny to me, like, instead of saying bye byness doesn't make sense why you add that why do you this the margie says to xenon i'll never be the hero and then she says you try too hard no margie does not try too hard to be the hero actually she has not tried once to be nice or do a good thing at this point in the movie that what is happening in the story margie basically also says in that same conversation i'm an asshole just don't you don't don't take it personally what you do take it personally me being a dick to you oh i had no idea what is what what yeah like this is a very strange argument to be having and like i get what you're while they're in the jungles of la (laughs) the jungles of la (laughs) also the one point xenon says what do the aliens need us what if they're in trouble and her parents were like, just follow orders. What a message to send to kids. <laughs> um, help? Did we know? Okay, so there's also a subplot in this where the mom is both scared of Earth and scared of flying, and she flew in the past. Did we know any of that prior to this movie? Not to my knowledge. And follow up on that, did we know that she ever flew before this movie? Not to my knowledge. Cool. <laughs> because there's a moment where it's like, who can fly this? And they all turn to mom and it's like, you can do it. She's like, oh, I can't anymore. I'm like, did we have context for that? I don't know. There's one shot I liked. That's one shot. That's it. One shot. Actually, two shots total. But one shot I can think of, and that's um, there's a shot of golden hour people on like moped bikes or something like motocross bikes on the beach. It was cool. It was a pretty shot. There's a moment where they're in a spaceship with no gas in the tank, and the guy's like, "I forgot to put gas in the tank." I'm like, "You forgot before going on a spaceship to put fuel?" That's the first thing you check. Okay, what a good character who's so responsible. Uh, an excuse that Xenon gets for the aliens being good, 
regardless, is you cannot be in a ship that beautiful and be evil. Um, clearly, you don't know. Uh, I'm not going to say something. I don't want to out someone person who's bad. I'm not going to get political here. Um, but yes, you can be evil and be pretty or be in a pretty ship. That was a very odd thing to say. Xenon has a lot of odd beliefs in this movie and contradicting things in that she says. Yeah. The actual message of the movie isn't follow orders and don't help people. The actual message is taking without asking is not polite, as the aliens say to Xenon. <laughs> That's what the whole plot hinges about, is they wanted to use maps, and they couldn't just take them, even though they literally could, because it's rude to not ask. Uh, there's a moment where it's like a weird symbiote time. We got some venom between Xenon and the aliens, and they merge and talk together uh, through light particles. They don't even they don't even show it. She, it's just like you know they're there, they're looking at her, and then she starts like talking for them. I'm be like, if you want to do this, you could have shown like how this is happening, but no, I guess them saying is enough. Do you have any more notes, Josh? What this movie is like? Pain. <laughs> You've gone so far down is this, this one recording. Is this funny reading my notes? Because, like, by the end, I'm just, like, starting to lose it. I'm like, if I find out, if I found out aliens only wanted to meet a pop star, that's when I'd go out the airlock. <laughs> aliens, their sole purpose for finding Earth was because of one guy with frosted tips. God, I wanted to shave that man's head. I don't have more thoughts. I'm going to guess one in May, but I don't even know. It's kind of neutral. I don't, I just don't watch it. Don't watch the Xenons. Yeah, I'm giving it a nay. The, these films, you're not going to get anything from them. I think you'd have four, more fun watching the last decoming watch, which is the ultimate Christmas present. Yeah, at least that one has a bit of insanity to it. I don't remember what we give. We don't, Josh and I forget what we say yay or nay to at any point at, after we're done saying it. So we might have said yay or nay that one. Don't know. It's more fun than this. But you can know by checking the episode out for yourself. <laughs> That's true, you could. Uh, Josh, that brings us to other things in the podcast. Are you excited? I'm because always now excited. Because now we can finally talk about movies that have come out from July until now. Oh boy, I'll probably have lots of thoughts on some of these. Let's do a quick speed run, okay? Just yay or nay. Ready? Sure. Barbie. Yay. Also, hold on. I forgot to do one more thing. Yay, hooray, or nay? I'll give Barbie a hooray. So we're adding a third thing now? Just for to, for this. I mean, okay, since episode three, we've had hooray. It's been a, just a harder yay. I've never once heard either of us say hooray. <laughs> it has happened. <laughs> I need the receipts. My, it has happened occasionally. My my memory is great, guys. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say it's a big yay. Barbie was fantastic. It's my favorite movie of the year. Yeah, I'm giving it a big yay as well. And then the other half, the the Heimer of the Barbenheimer, we have Oppenheimer. Big yay as well. Yay, yay. Theater camp. Yay. Honestly, loved it. Yay. I have been a camper and counselor at theater camp before, so that's a thing. I, you also can say haven't seen it. I'll say it right now. So we're gonna next up, I think you're going to say haven't seen it. Bird Box Barcelona came have, out in July. I forgot that existed, so I have not seen it. I'm going through the July ones right now, by the way. Uh, Insidious the Red Door. I've not seen I it. haven't seen I'm going to give it a nay because it looks spooky. Uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning <laughs> Part 1. I'm giving it a yay, but you like horror movies. I know. Um, I'm giving Mission Impossible a nay because the title is dumb because I'm not going to have next time will not be a part two. Don't get me started on that. I'm, I'm giving it a yay still, though. We're giving, we're giving Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 2, not called Part 2. 
So this one is permanently called part one as the title of this film. But I, it's not part one. I can guarantee you that Tom Cruise like is going to fight tooth and nail to make sure it gets called part two. Because he knows how stupid it is to not call it that. We got a uh, Haunted Mansion. Oh, yay. Yeah, I'll give it a yay. Yeah. I'd, I'd watch it again. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, Disney even had a premiere at Disneyland for fictional characters because they were actors on strike. How dare for, you, Disney? For fictional characters and the director. It really bothered me they did this. It felt like really poor taste, especially a few years after the strike started. <laughs> if I was the director and I like walked onto the carpet and saw that there was just Disney mascots here, I would have left. I would have been like, I, I can't do this. Uh, Joyride, yay. Hard yay. Loved it. That was that was fun. Uh, I finally watched that like a week or two ago. I really liked it a lot. The, my favorite moment in the whole thing is when we say, uh, oh, I'm Harry, it's Ron, and then she just says, Agrid. <laughs> that one line, it cracked me up. It was such good timing. Um, the movie Talk to Me. Yeah. Yay. A bit too graphic for me at times, but I thought it was good overall. So then after Talk to Me, after Joyride, that's the July section. July as a whole, movie-wise, you think yay or nay? I give yay. Yeah. I give nay because Dead Reckoning Part 1 instead of Part... Sorry. <laughs> no, you Barbenheimer is great. Uh, that makes up the whole summer. That was amazing. Now we're into August, and I have to say, Mutant Mayhem. Yay. Yay. I really enjoyed it for the most part. I I, I have some qualms with it, but I'm just really protect- protective of the turtles. That's why I think it was overall really good, and I liked a lot of it. I don't like the art style. That's a me thing, and I respect the art style. It just wasn't for me. Uh, then we have the dog movie, Strays. Nay, I didn't even see it, but nay. I had zero interest. I'll, I'll give it a yay, and this is this is how I can say if what? you... Hold on. Are you insane? Hear, hear me? Let me speak. This is how I can say if you will like it or not. If you like the trailer, you'll probably like the movie. If you didn't like the trailer, you will not like the movie. There so you go. Saying... That's all you need to know. So you're saying yay because it's faithful to the trailer and the it's, audience. Yes, and but there are, there are some very very funny jokes. Not throughout, but there's like very two specifically funny ones um, that I don't want to that I don't want to spoil for people. But they killed me in the theater. But yes, if you like the trailer, you'll like the movie. If you didn't like it, you won't like the movie. Josh likes raunchy dog humor. Apparently, um, we got then Jason Statham playing himself again in Meg Two: The Megaroo. I should have seen it, but I didn't. I didn't see it either. I I thought you'd seen it, so I brought it on the list. Okay, no, next. Uh, Blue Beetle, yay. Yay. Fuck you, haters. It was fun. Uh, genuinely, I had a good time with it. I thought it was really good energy. I thought the family dynamics were really strong. One of the better romances we've seen in the superhero movie origin in a long time. Uh, George Lopez acted really well, which I didn't think he would. Um, no offense to George Lopez. I just haven't seen a lot of things recently that I thought was wow. But... I think overall, this is really, really fun and not groundbreaking, but I don't care. I had a good time. Yeah. Uh, Gran Turismo. I give yay. It was fun, damn it. I didn't see it. I you... wanted to. It looked neutrally fun. How are you not, How are you supposed to live with yourself if you don't know how a gamer became a racer? How dare you? I'm truly an awful gamer now. I'm so sorry. I failed the life. I mean, overall, the film is honestly not that bad, um, but it won't throw many surprises at you. And now rounding out our August, we have two more films with The Last Voyage uh, of Demeter. I'm going to give a nay. It's a cool uh, premise, but it's a very mixed bag of a movie. I give a yay. I haven't seen it, but I give it a, I'm still excited for it. I haven't seen it, but I like the Dracula on the boat. 
that's a fun premise. I don't know. If, I don't know. If I'm doing this with a weird voice, but I have that it was, was fun. That was fascinating to say the least. It was that brain. You know, it stopped working today. So there's that. And the last thing on our list of the August is red, white, and royal blue. Haven't seen. I've heard good things, but I haven't seen. Yeah. <laughs> no, wait. August had bottoms. How dare you forget bottoms? Did I put the wrong category? Oh, you did. Yeah, I, I have that in September. Did it? Was it? I thought it was. It's September. It's September. It, no. No. Yeah, I was right. Sorry. Um, no. So so we'll move on the bottoms soon. Don't worry. But yeah, I will get the poster. A... It says August. Fine. Bottoms in August. Did you like it? I gave it a hard yay. I loved it. It was so funny. Uh, I like the amount of murder in the movie. There's so much. <laughs> for pretty much no reason. The, it goes um, so over the top on so many things. It's hilarious. Yay. Yay. August is done. Now we're at September. We got a lot happened in September. A lot of movies happened in September, actually. Like, a lot, a lot. We're going to start, start with um, uh, yay or nay for Maestro. Have you seen it? I will be seeing it tomorrow. Okay, so we'll hold off on that until next week, I guess. Um, Hitman with Glenn Powell. Uh, that's uh, that not released yet. It said September. That, only for that was a, that was a festival thing. Ah, uh, okay. Well, okay. Equalizer three. I uh, didn't see. No interest. Uh, we got Saw Patrol. We got Saw X and Paw Patrol. I saw Saw X. I, I give it a yay, but like the rest of the Saw films, I don't want to see it again. It is You've good. Seen all the Saw films. Yes. Why? Because I was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, neutrally, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen most of the movies in September. But Paw Patrol, I haven't seen it either. I that was past my time. Dumb money. Good. Fun. I yay. give yay. Yay. I think it, it it gets bogged down in if you have an understanding of what was already going on, it feels very like repetitive. Like okay, just we're just recapping right now, and like it's uh, it gets bogged down in that. Like it's very surface level. But if you don't know what's going on. It can be overwhelming, I feel like. So there's not a good enough middle ground in the movie, I think. But it's fine. It's good. I enjoyed it. I liked the performance a lot of Paul Dano and Pete Davidson. And Shailene Woodley. Everyone was fun. Expendables 4. Exfornables, as it's originally was I written. I don't care. I never saw. <laughs> the Nun 2. Don't care. I didn't see. <laughs> okay. Um, so you can say nay. I don't uh, care. The Creator. I give yay. Yeah. I'm still conflicted about the messaging in the movie. I think the, the AI stuff is very strange because just came like, out at the wrong time. Yeah, I'll say I, that. I I give what they're he was going for a very Blade Runner esque type of film, and there's a lot of things I like in it that definitely has its problems. But overall, I give it a yay. Visually incredible. The fact that it was shot on a like camera that anyone can buy and that it only costs fx3 yeah yeah what it costs like between 70 to 80 million is just absolutely insane when you compare yeah. it to like the marvels which cost almost 300 million dollars it's just like night and day it's insane my camera is of similar quality to that camera yeah which is crazy i have a black magic um 6k pro but that's like it's i think fx3 is better at something you know it's just different avenues but like i really am impressed with what he, what he could do because also a lot of it was guerrilla style, running gun stuff, and I think that's really impressive. But again, you made it during the SAG strike against AI. Not the right time, man. I mean, it's not his fault for that entirely, but it was just AI. I think this film was written before AI was even a concept in being this far along. 
Yeah. Like, well, it's, so that was... <laughs> it's so funny, though, because Mission Impossible was about... AI was the villain of that, and it was very much felt like in line with today and yet that was filmed during covid so it's just very interesting seeing the the two right. differences uh then we have a haunting in venice with kenneth Branagh's mustache again. i actually liked it i'm gonna give it a yay <gasps> you have gone this podcast on record before of not liking these films so murder on the orient express is fine it's a very mixed bag i didn't like death on enough the champagne to fill the nile yeah <laughs> there's a look there that movie oof attempted actress gal Gadot. <laughs> Uh, those headlines were always funny to me. You, you guys saw those headlines, right? Okay. <laughs> that killed me when I read that the first time. For the record, we're not going to get to political this episode. I will just say Free Palestine. Uh, I, Josh agrees. Yes. Um, if you don't agree with that, you don't listen. You also could just keep listening and just ignore us or just hate mail us. I don't care what you do. Uh, no one will save you. You see that one? Uh... That's not a threat, by the way. Oh, oh, that's the Kalen Dever movie, right? On Hulu? Yeah. Yes, saw it. Yeah. Very good. Okay, so yay? Yay. Spy Kids Armageddon with Zach Levi and Gina Rodriguez. I could give less than two flying fucks about that movie. I I didn't see it. I don't want to see it. I'm good. Robert Rodriguez, I am pleading with you. Go Get away from making the kids movies. Make the Alita Battle Angel sequel. My God, you can do so much better. Past Lives. Very good. That's definitely one of those that I need to rewatch to not, I think, like, fully appreciate it. But on first watch, I'm like, yeah, I get the hype. This is very good. Once Upon a Studio. You see that? The, the short from uh, Disney? Nope. You didn't see that Disney short? Nope. How dare you? Um, I'm sorry. Also, that was, like, cute. Look, that's it. It was, I thought it'd be more than what it was, but it was cute. That's our uh, list from September. Yay or nay overall? Or indifferently haven't seen? I'll give it more of an indifferently haven't seen, because there was only a few I saw in September. Yeah, it was kind of not, it was not a huge month, honestly. Yeah. But then we have October, my birth month, which had some hitters, I'd say. We got Airless Tour. Yay. Hard, Hard yay. Josh has become a Swifty, uh, which makes my girlfriend very happy. If if you have not seen the light of Taylor Swift, just watch this and you'll understand the <laughs> hype. I will never see the light, apparently. <laughs> you can rent it now. It's available to rent to watch at home. Well, we have tickets to go to like New Orleans in like next year uh, to ah. the tour. The problem is that actually traveling to New Orleans and getting hotels and stuff is really expensive. So you've got time. Tickets, I'm not sure. Yeah, we'll see. It was it's for October next year, so we might see her in concert. But also, that's terrifying. Swifties are scary. Just saying. Yes. Um, we have the new Exorcist movie. Didn't see. I don't care about the Exorcist. I have it. I started watching it because I was planning on seeing uh, Believer, and I didn't f- finish the first one, and I still haven't seen Believer. But then we have the wonderfulness that is the Josh Hutcherson whistle edits going on all over to- all everywhere. You seen those? <laughs> it's so funny because like I saw the original source video was from like ten years ago. I'm like, how did I was like, how did I not see this like from back then? <laughs> well, because this wasn't a popular one; it was just like, some random person. But now we have. Uh, I'm bringing that up because we bought the Josh Hutcherson Renaissance apparently because both Hunger Games is, is in fashion as well as him is in fashion again with FNAF. Uh, yay! I give I a think FNAF was fun. I give a yay to Five Nights at Freddy's. If you're a fan of the games, you you'll like it. If you're a, just a horror appreciator, you might like it. It's not the greatest thing in the world. It's got many faults to it. It's not really scary at all. I wanted him not be asleep during the 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 point of the game is to pay attention, and like 
I get it. It worked well for the story itself, but like every time you're asleep. <laughs> These are games that are very, very light on plot. Uh, so they had to make something. And I think what they made, I think it works. I will say it kind of sucked because the opening security guard was supposed to be Markiplier. The one who died right away in the first scene. Yeah. I guess spoiler, I mean, but like not really because it's the first opening. Yeah. But I mean, uh, he was, he was you know, directing his own movie during that and then he couldn't make it work. We did get to have a MatPat thing. That's kind of fun. Yeah. I guess it's like a, technically a spoiler, but not really. It, it's like a imme- immediately on the first day it was out there. Yeah. Um, also, it it had uh, Matthew Lillard, and he is fun. He, it was nice to see him again in something. And Josh Hutcherson, he's like 30-something now. It's crazy. Age. Yep. It keeps going. But, like, I think the, the animatronics were really good. I think it looked like the games. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. I played the first game. I think it's fun. I, I'm like, this is it. I, it's whatever. But, yep. FNAF. Uh, it would have been cool to see the animatronics do more, as well as I think it should have been rated R and had more actual like attacks. It would not have been the box office success it was if it was rated R. No, no, it needed to have kids go see it. the The amount of children that at the theater that went to go see it was like more than I've ever seen for any uh, horror movie. It's like a teen horror. It's fine. Next we have Leo. Um, what a movie! Haven't seen. Uh, there's a, I'm gonna, hold on, I'm gonna bring up a lot lyrics to this song for a second, okay? Because I want you to listen to this, okay? Okay. This is a song from Leo. Word for, also it's a musical, jump scare. Don't cry. Crying is for weaklings. Don't cry. It's lazy and dumb. Dry those tears. They make you look ugly. (laughs) Suck it up. You mustn't succumb. I thought you at first you were telling me to not cry. <laughs> no, this was the actual lyrics that, that a lizard, a seventy-four-year-old Adam Sandler lizard, sings to a little girl who's emotional, and that's an actual thing in the plot. You know what? I'm gonna give the movie a yay. I saw it expecting nothing besides just trash, and I was pleasantly pleasantly surprised. I actually laughed a few times, not like not, not like just a not in a nose blow kind of laugh but like actual chuckles and I, I thought it was really fun um it's not great but i think it's one of adam sandler's best performances genuinely um then we have killers of the flower moon i have not seen it i want to uh, see it really badly you fool no, it's really good my girlfriend isn't interested in it ah uh, so like i don't have a, i don't want to go to theater alone at this point because like, we live together so it's weird to me just go yeah plus uh, plus with trailers it is close to like four hours so you gotta plan right. out your day and I want to see it, uh, but again, it was just. It, I think I'll catch it on like on Blu-ray at this point. You think this is a yay? Kill the Flower Moon oh, is a good movie, de- definitely yay. How was DiCaprio? DiCaprio was great. Uh, it's very interesting seeing him in just like such a slimy, scumbaggy role that, like, at first it seems like it's gonna be kind of like a typical performance for him, and then by the end you just absolutely despise him and want nothing but the worst for him. It's fantastic. Then we get off of the slimy disgustingness. We have Dicks the Musical. <laughs> this which, movie. <laughs> I don't know how to get to a yay or a nay. Because I, I, I think would overall, say two thirds of it. Yeah. I liked the first two thirds enough and was engaged. It, it's literally the last like 10 minutes that almost kind of ruins, ruins the movie. it. Like it's it's such a hard left turn into not even absurdism, but just it's like what offensive. The, yeah, just like what the fuck fuck are you doing right and, now like kind of shitting on its audience actually. it's and like its messages like get so 
I don't even know how to describe it. Like, I want to talk to the guys that made this to be just like, I need to understand what you were going for with I this. I think the, like, satire of guys like Barney Stinson works for the most part until the end. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then... Like, I I get it to a certain extent, but then, like, it just keeps going with it. I'm just like, what? I think it's better. I think it'd be better to watch this on stage. I said that when I saw it, I think it's, it would be really funny to see this with, like, actual cast playing these roles live in front of you. The the flying vagina. The, um, <laughs> that's not a joke, though. It's actually in the movie. Um, the, the sewer boys that is that the gay dad's in love with. I want to see that on a Saved with puppets. That's funny to me. Most of the movie is great. The songs are really good. The musical numbers are done well. The cast is fantastic. Like most Megan of it, the Stallion. Exactly. Like I'm just like so much of this does work and is good and worth watching. But it's that last like ten minutes that makes you, you go, "Oh, I'm watching I this. I'm actually watching this." I think we've definitely stopped speed running these. <laughs> yeah, discussing these movies a bit. Look, whatever. Some, this happens. <laughs> The Holdovers. I haven't seen it, but you liked it. Hard, yay, hard, yay, hard, yay. Hooray. I need to see it still. I want to see it still. Nicole, I'm convincing to see it still. It is a new uh, Christmas classic to me. Paul Giamatti is a god among men. I love it. I don't think my partner will like it, but I think I will like it. So I'm excited. The trailer made me like super excited when I first saw the trailer. I think the actual retro trailer itself, really good. Um, November, Josh, we got Napoleon. I'm saying nay, just solely because of how much Ridley Scott doesn't give a shit. I, you see, I, res I both respect, I respect and that. don't respect his not giving a shit, but, um, I'm giving this a nay. There's things that are good in it. There's things that don't work in it. Uh, the pacing is all over the map in it. And I feel like the director's cut, which is supposed to be close to like four hours, will probably fix a lot of the issues, but it's, I, it's a mess. <laughs> I am fine with him not caring about historical accuracy with, like, shooting cannonballs at the pyramids. It's the stuff with Josephine that bothers me. That's why I'm like, I don't know if I want to see this. Yeah, she's barely a character in the movie, and, like, things like, why does she love him, and, like, go along with this and this, like, aren't ever explored, which sucks, because Vanessa Kirby is an amazing actor, and, like, they don't give her much to do. Next goal wins. Uh, this is... Yay. Like, I'm gonna give it a yay. It has yay. a lot of issues, but I'm giving it a yay. I don't know why we need so much transphobia in it, but otherwise, yay. And why the main character is such a huge dick the entire time. Otherwise, I think it's fun. And I guess the transphobia part is supposed to be like an arc, and they fix it, I guess. But it's like, you're you. Cool. And I, it's mostly him becoming tolerant and less about accepting, I think. And it's weird. I don't know. The, the ending definitely saves the movie for me. I agree. Uh, it's like, what if Ted Lasso was a dick? <laughs> That's the movie. <laughs> um, and I think it's fun uh wish nay. nay i it's fine i Maximum, don't just fine i don't want i don't i just don't i don't want to watch it again that was gonna be our episode topic by the way for a while ago because josh and i like this movie we have a lot of thoughts but i don't care enough to talk about it for an hour and a half we got the uh the prequel thirst trap movie with um tom blythe and rachel zegler you know what i'm talking about i got Hunger so Games. confused what you were talking about for you know second. i'm right that's, that's all the inner it's just thirst traps for this movie <laughs> I will say it's a yay. I think it's really, really well done. I'm giving it a yay. I love it. That as someone that read the book, I think the book gets things better than some t than some of the movie. But overall, very good, very enjoyable. Um, like I have some qualms with it, but like otherwise, it's it's fine. But 
uh, yay. And we got Priscilla. Really loved it. Every edit, every shot felt so intentional to me. I gave I've it never a seen, yay. Yeah, I agree. I've never seen so much intention in a movie, actually. Like the directing, I think she should get a Best Directing nomination at the Oscars. I also was my first Sofia Coppola film. Trolls band together. I haven't seen. <laughs> Don't care. Um, leave the world behind. I want to see it. I haven't seen. I, w- I want to see it, though. Family Switch. I haven't seen. Same. Saltburn. Okay, this is a, this is such a... Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a speed run time, Josh. This is definitely a movie that if when you see it, you will, you will either like it or you won't. There's really no way to prepare you That's for what it. Everything is. I'm this yeah, but this is one of those movies that it definitely is true. I what? I think the personally I think the internet is wrong with a lot of the takes on it. That's just me. Like I see I've seen a lot of people say this is a movie that says the the upper class is best and that the middle class is psychopaths. I don't get why you are thinking that. The movie is not trying to be some deeper meaning thing. It's all very obvious what it's doing. I've seen the trailer, and I'm so excited to see it, and that's it. So I'm I'm still going to be open-minded and just go and enjoy it. Performances are fantastic. The cinematography is amazing. A lot of it is really well done. And I think, for me, the only big issues were just some of the pacing. Uh, but yeah, very good. Dream scenario. I'm giving it a yay. I definitely need to see it again to... I'm so to, excited. I need to give more thoughts on it, because there's just a lot for me to, like, think about with it. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hope to watch it this week, so... Stay tuned for next episode to find out my thoughts, hopefully. Then we got our buddy, uh, where did it go? Good Burger 2, which we both were excited about and never watched it. I started it. I enjoyed what I was seeing, but I just haven't finished it yet. We, Josh and I last watched Good Burger together, actually. Cra- uh, crazy time. Um, the Marvels. Yay. 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 It's, y'all, it's fun. I made a review but, about but, it. It's but good. What about, I don't, but what about, I don't care. But what about, I don't care. It's fun. That, I don't care. It's fun. Uh, Iman Vellani as Kamala Khan is amazing. Brie Larson as Kill Emmers is amazing. Tiana Paris, yeah, she's... Oh, I'm sorry, blanking that. She was amazing as Spectrum slash Photon. I don't like that they kept in the game of, what what name we're going to give you? And then never settled on it. It was a little weird to set up and then never finish. But really, really fun movie, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. It had problems, but I don't care. We're in December now. We're almost cut out the present in terms of movies. Crazy. The Boy and the Heron. Yay, I, that's another one I need to rewatch to understand more, but already very big yay. Your nickname almost today, I'm almost involved, uh, Robert Pattinson's weird voice. <laughs> I am excited for this movie. I love Hayao Miyazaki from what I've seen so far, and I'm excited for more. Eileen, I had not seen. I haven't seen. Not, not out yet. Not out yet, right? Is it out now? Uh, if it is, it's a limited release. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I have not seen poor things, but I really want to see it. I haven't seen it yet. That's that's one I'm so scared to see because like I want to like it, but I but from what I've seen of the lobster, I didn't like. I didn't like the favor when I first saw it. So I just uh, I don't want to hate it. I want to like it. I don't like the lobster either, but so we'll see. I really really enjoy um, the trailer for this. I think it's really fascinating. I look. I watched the actors on the actors with RDJ and Ruffalo. That was cool. Josh Godzilla minus one. Yay. That is a great Godzilla movie. You don't need to see any other Godzilla movie. Just see minus one and you will be satisfied. I want to see the big giant dinosaur puppy. He looks very fun. Uh, I have not seen it yet. I want to see it. Uh, This week we get Wonka. Yay. I have a fun fact about that movie. Ready for it? Sure. Uh, According to Timothee Chalamet, he had a swim in a vat of hot chocolate for the movie. Odd, but all right. 
just casually for fun, you know, just to get a character. <laughs> um, the daily routine for months on end. Other things this month, we got Silent Night you saw. Yes, I enjoyed it. I can understand why others haven't. Every single other sign I follow on Letterboxd hated it. I've, seen, I've been seeing reviews of it. I'm like, you're a lot of you aren't wrong, and I understand it. But also for me, I just love this. This swings so hard. It commits to the bit of no talking, doing it all like, you know, like a silent film in quotes. Obviously, you know, there's sound, the music and stuff. But I'll give them props for just going for it and just trying. And I think overall it works. May, December. Did you watch it? Uh, I started it. I have not finished it. I'm only like 10 Why minutes in. Why do you in. start movies and then not watch them? Because I started when I'm going to bed and then I go to sleep. What? What is the... Why would you choose to do that? Because I don't have any other time. <laughs> so confusing. You know you're going to go to bed. Put a movie on. That makes no goddamn sense. You... Okay. The Batman animated Christmas thingy. Did you watch that? I started it. <laughs> what's it? What's it? God damn it. Merry, Merry Little Batman. I want to have a conversation with Josh saying I started it in the episode of the show. <laughs> I was um, when we were when I was re-listening to the episode for Xenon, I had mentioned that I had started Sweet Tooth. I haven't watched it since then. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> the wet waitress, the Broadway musical, they have a pro shot right now, it's in theaters. You watch that? Uh that's actually coming to my theater uh this weekend, so I might check it out if it's I like have $20. the time. I can see things for free, Sean. You forget this. I know, but even like I'm saying, for me for a list, like it's twenty dollars. I can't really. I don't want to spend extra money. So I've already spent money on a list. I don't want to spend extra money. But I really want to see it. Um, I love the musical. So that's the movies that have come out since the strike. I think I've gotten everything that's major. If I miss something, rant at me, please. Email the show. Let me look at my letterbox. No, I'm no, looking. Move on. I'm looking. TV time. It's TV time. You forgot One Thanksgiving. T- you forgot. Shut uh, up. Uh, Shut up. You forgot the killer. You Actually, forgot. Actually, I had things. I had both. I had things written down. We skipped by accident. Josh, yay or nay Thanksgiving? I give it yay. Okay, I haven't seen it. Okay, the killer. Yay or nay? Hard yay. Very good Fincher okay. movie. You forgot. Anyway, Zoe one hundred and two. No, I didn't. I left it out. Uh, okay. I think it's the, TV I, time, you ho. Was they clone Tyrone? Was that July? It's TV time. Fine, TV time. Eh? One Piece live action. I didn't watch any version of One Piece have, ever or read the manga. I've seen none, none of it, but I've heard it's good. I feel like cool. this is going to be a section where we just go, haven't seen. <laughs> the Futurama returned. Cool. I started it. <laughs> <laughs> Gen V. Uh, good. Yay. Loki, season two. Yay. Complicated yay for me. Ahsoka, I don't watch Star Wars apparently anymore. Star Wars is dying to me, but that's another topic for another day. My Adventures with Superman finished. Yay. Yeah, really fun. Secret Invasion. Nay. I didn't watch it because I was not interested. You do not Uh, need to watch it. (laughs) The Apple show Monarch Legacy of Monsters, which has Kurt Russell and White Russell playing the same person. Haven't started yet, but I really want to. It's a really cool... I like that. That one gimmick is definitely you want to watch. That's great. I love it. I need to rewatch Kong Skull Island before. That's why I'm waiting. I Am Groot Season 2. Haven't seen. Scott Pilgrim versus the reality anime. (laughs) I I started take yeah. I've I've started I think I'm halfway through it really good does not go at all how you would expect that's what I, I will leave it as I didn't mean to say reality anime I'll give you my next note and that Squid Game reality show fuck that F- fuck that noise I don't want it they apparently they I, just they just announced a video a Squid Game two. video game and I'm just yeah. like I hate all of you 
but that's the most that's the shows that we probably would care about in the podcast if i forgot something screw you i'm kidding just email the show like okay, genuinely I, want, I would love to talk about the show you're talking about if you're, if you're thinking of a show or movie that we didn't discuss please it's been a lot of months and a lot has happened email us at podgeekspeak at gmail.com tweet at us at hashtag geekspeakpod or at geekspeakpod or join our discord which we now have and you can discuss all this with us in real time or like we'll discuss it on the show for you next time please that'd be great we are finally into our news section josh news and it's everything from july 14th when the sag strike started until now okay disclaimer for everyone listening it's not literally every single thing that's happened i've cut everything that pretty much involves the strikes themselves i don't include because they're over Anything that's like a first look at this thing that's already come out now, it's over. I don't include it. Or it's like I didn't include anything from Percy Jackson here because that comes out like in a week. Oh yeah. So like we're just gonna watch that and discuss that instead. Stuff like so I've condensed as much as I can to a handful of things per month, and that's what we're going for. And we have a little more time to breathe now and discuss stuff instead of speed running because it means a lot of stuff. But like this is our this is the rest of the episode. This is our main topic. This is how we're gonna go through it. Um, and this episode will be a big meaty one because Josh and I are just going to have fun discussing the craziness that was pop culture from July till now. I should start this episode by saying Andrea Brower just died. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that's big news. God, that, that, that killed me yesterday. I was just like, oh, this is sad. I want to watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but I'm stuck at work. I'm feeling great right now. If you are not aware of who Andrea Brower was, you probably know him most from, as Captain Holt from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He also has another recent show, a Homicide show. No, Homicide was from the eighties. That eighties, that's not recent. I'm gonna say, yeah, Sorry. yeah, that, that was like he his also... first. That was like his first, like really big role that made him famous. Um, the he last also voiced Darkseid. Yeah, he voiced Darkseid in one of the animated Batman movies, and most recently he was in the movie She Said, which came out last year, and he was great in that. We also had numerous deaths since July fourteenth. We've lost uh, Jimmy Buffett, for instance. We've lost um, Angus Cloud, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, we've lost Paul Rubens, who was Pee Wee Herman. Yep. Um, it's been a lot of people um, that has been, it's really tragic. We've lost Ryan O'Neill the other day, actually. Um, you might know him from like, Love Story or Paper Moon. And it, so it's been quite an experience this past few months. Um, and it, I'm not happy about that at all. It's, it's been, been a tragic. sucky year, to say the least. It's been a wild year as well. Um, and I'm, I'm truly happy that we have managed to get past these strikes and I, man, we were able to talk on the podcast again. We're even able to discuss these strategies. Um, I'm glad that you and I are here to do this and yay for that part. But yes, it's been very weird and shitty here for the most part. That brings us to our first July news though. It involves the last of us. I'm going also, this is, this is written chronologically for the most part, like from July 14th till now, pretty much for the most part. Uh, Last of Us Season 2 news. We This is from July. We, uh, Craig Mason confirmed that the game, The Last of Us Part 2, will be split into two seasons for HBO. Um, and the show will not end with Season 2 unless people don't watch it and it will get canceled. <laughs> I, I'm very much down for for Part 2 to get split into multiple parts. I played through that game many, many times. And while there's probably a way you can condense it down into one 10-episode season, I think if you want to do the story justice and also add to it and expand on stuff, it's got to be more than one. So I think this is a very smart move. But I also know as a fan of the game, I'm so goddamn scared for whoever gets cast as Abby. They just keep them away from the internet. Uh, I give this a yay. I like the idea of having three seasons anyway. It's a cool story so far. We have 
Netflix news about a show called Masters of the Universe. A movie, sorry. It was going to have, remember, Noah Centineo originally? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> the Netflix has canceled it. This was news on July 18th, we found this out. Uh, they canceled it. But on top of that, they spent over $30 million in development costs for it before canceling it. What's the point of... I hate I hate this streaming and era. At this time, they were claiming they didn't have enough money to pay actors and writers fairly. Oh, I'm aware of their bullshit during this time. <laughs> I've been very aware of their bullshit during this time. Um, I give this news a nay, but not because it's canceled necessarily, but because because of that much money sunk into a project that had so much creative people going into it to just say not anymore. So nay or yay for that, Josh? That's a good question. Uh... We're not going to get Noah Centineo as He-Man now. It's also $30 million in costs put into developing a show with creative people behind it. I has gone. I give nay for Maybe. the bullshit. Uh, we have uh, this next news piece I titled Aquaman, What's Going On? <laughs> Which is a question that'll come up numerous times, I feel like, this episode. Ben Affleck, you might recall, was going to be in a scene uh, in the in the Aquaman movie back before James Gunn even came on board with the whole the whole DC shakeup and stuff. Uh, and it was meant to replace the Michael, Michael Keaton scene, which had also been cut now. And James Gunn and Peter Safran have removed Ben Affleck's scene now that was replacing Michael Keaton's scene. Uh, and they did that to ensure they didn't promise the movie universe that will not come to fruition, which I'm... is fair. Yeah, I'm fine with that. It's like the the cameos in the Flash, at least like the of the Justice League members. It's like those don't like build into anything, so that's fine to keep. So I'm assuming that these tease something about something. Um, but yeah, I just think it's it's sad as movie coming out in the first place at this point was into a dying universe. Yeah, it's like how um, it's like when New Mutants happened. There's just nothing anymore. Like the deal already been signed, so it's like, well, yeah. we got to release it. It was a bizarre time. I think this movie will hurt a lot. The first one made a billion dollars. To go from that to the mess that is going behind this movie is a bit insane to me. But I guess this him being cut out a nay? Uh, yeah. I'll give it a, a nay. It's sad, but makes sense. And I'm happy. I want it all gone. I want the DC to start again. But like, it's complicated. Speaking of DC, though, we are getting, this is pretty cool news. Ready for it? An animated movie in 2024 releasing of Crisis on Infinite Earths, uh, which is a wild comic book story um, that has never been done justice on screen yet. So I'm cool with that. And animated gives you a lot more free reign to play with characters and do whatever you want. So, I'll, cool. I don't know how I feel about it. They just released a trailer for it, like, the a day or two ago, and it's doing the art style that I feel like looks cheap to me. And it's being split into multiple parts. I mean, that, that, that part makes sense because it's a big story, but, like, I don't know. It's... The idea, cool, I'm down for it. I just don't know if it's going to be work because like... Spoiler alert, I've not seen the trailer for this. I, I don't know if it's going to work because I, as far as I'm aware, I think a lot of DC's recent stuff is tying together like animated-wise. So I don't know how that's going to go. Oh, I have seen this trailer. I'm actually excited for this. Okay, so I'm giving it a yay. <laughs> I will give it an, an, an indifferent nay. Barney News. You like Barney, the dinosaur? I got no opinions on Bar Barney, so sure. Well, Daniel Kaluuya is either being Barney or just producing it. He's, he's attached He's to producing it. Yes, but I hope he also plays Bar Barney. It will be apparently more adult and have more adult themes and be a sort of off-kilter movie. That's what I'm hoping for, actually, so I'm cool with that. I have no idea what it'll be like, but I'm down. I don't like that... Mattel wants to make more movies based on this stuff, but actually it's a whole different thing. But uh, Barney, 
movie, A24, Daniel Kaluuya, darker themes, cool. Give me Winnie the Pooh button, honey, but with Barney, sure. I don't think that's exactly what he's going for. No, that's the new vibe. I'm going to mention the words Scream 7. No comments about further things besides this news piece yet. Because we'll get there. I promised you. But Scream 7 got a director in um, Mr. Landon here, Christopher Landon. Do you know who that is? Yeah, he made the Happy Death Day movies in Freaky. Yes, yes. I think him for Scream 7 is a good choice. Yes. I'm not going to mention anything else about Scream 7 yet. Because we'll get there. Stuff has happened. I think we're all very aware that stuff has happened. Yeah, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, you're now on Christopher Landon directing Scream 7. I give you a. You like Killian Murphy? Yep. The Oppenheimer yeah. Man? He's a neat dude. Do you like Emily Blunt? Sure. They did a movie together, you know that? Called A Quiet Place Part 2? They were also an Oppenheimer. That's not a... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're both in that side. I figured I said Oppenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> like I knew individually, they were both in the think, think about them doing a movie together and also doing a quiet place. That's crazy. The news is about a quiet place. So I don't I didn't need to even mention Oppenheimer. Okay. Anyway, Emily Blunt says that she, Killian Murphy, and John Krasinski have discussed a quiet place part three. Uh, and they've said that it would have to be it would have to be a movie that we could all do it together. I don't want to be with a different director or different any different actors. That's fair. Yep. Yep. Uh, you excited to see the prequel, though? Day one soon? Yes. That sounds fun. Will Byers. Not... Well, okay, we can get into that later. But Will Byers, we have news about his character in Stranger Things, that character. As of, this was as of August, things might change. So, apparently, according to Ross Duffer, Will is the center of the final season of Stranger Things. The emotional arc for him is what we feel is going to hopefully tie the whole series together. Oof, to say the least. <laughs> um, no, let's get into that now. Um, that might change. Let's just say that. They they wouldn't get rid of Will. At most, no. they would recast. They might, at most, they I don't think they'd keep him. I think at most, they would just, like, diminish his part. Like, re- rewrite stuff. Give yeah. him more of a backseat. Yeah, but then if they would have to rewrite his part because they're about to start filming, so that would mean that they would have to, you know, pause, rewrite the season. Like, I don't think that would happen. I think that... I mean, they're doing it on Scream. So, Scream, I don't know. No, Scream, they're restarting. That's what their plan I know. is. I know. Either, completely. But either way, I think that recasting is the only thing that Netflix should do. Will they do it, though, has yet to be seen. We're not going to get into, again, the reason why, but we're going to say that. We're just, you can Google uh, Noah Schnapp and then the phrase Zionism is sexy and go from there. Um, yep, we're not going to get into it, but I this might change. We are reporting, I'm reporting what Ross ever said August 7th, 2023. Things can change. Ow, I hit my arm. Uh, yay or nay on Will being the emotional center of the final season tying everything together? The character, yay. Uh, the actor, nay. Yeah. I, I give this news piece, based on that sentence, yay. I like story-wise that happening. So you like David Des- You like the, like, uh, the Mr. Polka Dot Man, David Desmolchin? Yes. I think I'm pronouncing it right. If I'm not, David, email me. Specifically you. Or someone claiming to be him, email me. Um, he wants to play a James Bond villain. 
saying, trust me when I say I could bring something to an enemy of 007. I would love that. Yeah. What do you think? I want more words than yeah. Have you watched many Bond films? I've only seen the Daniel Craig ones. Okay. So it's just just a matter of the tone and style that the next series goes for. Okay, would you like him as a villain in general? In general, sure. I'd love to see him play a more serious, like, not comedian, not comical part. Just him play just creepy. I think he could do it really well. Yay. David, yay. I have news that you're going to say nay to, Josh. Charles Martinet will no longer voice Mario or any other Mario characters, but he'll stay at Nintendo in the role of a Mario ambassador. What does that position mean? No idea. As someone that has only played a couple of Mario games, this doesn't really bother me at all. Josh, I will fight you to your grave. How dare you? There's a, There are very good voice actors out there that can do what he's done or make Mario their own version. No, but it's just a sad thing. It's sad, yeah. I'm not denying that. But as someone that doesn't care that much about Mario, this doesn't affect me that much. Legitimately, that was a play you replaced by AI. They No, because they replaced him for Wonder with an actual person. That's right. Anyway... That's Charles Martinet news. I have Spiderwick news, which is ironic because we had a whole discussion about a Spiderwick movie like five months ago and saying, has to be a much better TV show. Forgetting we had discussed on the podcast that it will be a TV show. Josh, you remember this? The discussion? Yes. Yeah. You remember how uh, it was going to be for Disney Plus? Yes. That's changed. Yes. Disney Plus, it said no. But now it has landed a spot at Roku. Which is just the Roku channel. Which is just wild. I think it's a bad decision. But also means the quality might not be great. That scares me a little bit. I just don't know anyone that's watched any Roku movie or show. The only I have I've only seen I've the Weird Al movie. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I hesitate to even call that a Roku movie because they bought the distribution rights from the festivals that they premiered at. And that's what happened with this too, pretty much. Oh, no, no, because this is completely from scratch now. No, this movie, no, it hasn't even been yeah. done yet. Right, you're right. Yeah, so it's that's bizarre. This would be interesting. I'm excited to see what the scripts are like, and I think this could be really good. I, I give this a nay for leaving Disney Plus, honestly. I think it had, it had better home there, like where Percy Jackson is. Yeah. HBO canceled The Idol after one season. Oh, no, not my idol, my precious idol. What now? What will Sam Levinson ever do? Oh, well, it was me. Have you watched it? No. <laughs> There's a part okay. of me that, like, wants to now that it's canceled just to see exactly what I was missing, but that would require me to watch The Idol, and I don't want to watch The Idol. The top comment on the post about this was, this was the best series after the show You. I can't believe this. <laughs> uh, and someone said, and the world continues to heal. I love the um, idea of them thinking that you is one of the best shows ever. It's, it's, number, just, it's number one, followed by the idol. <laughs> it's just like, you can you can think you is really good. You also have to understand it from a very certain perspective of what the show's going for. Uh, someone said rest in piss with a picture of the Barry Ellen posing next to it. <laughs> I, yeah, yay. This should be, it should be canceled. Good. Last thing in the August news is Giancarlo Esposito. You like him? Yep. You know he's done a lot of cool things. He has. What did you first see him in? What was? I think it had Green to. Is, it was revolution for me. I think it was Breaking Bad. I think that was the first thing. Really, uh, as Gus? Unless there was something else I saw. 
Uh, well, he says he was talking to James Gunn about the possibility of starring in a DC movie before the strike began. Yay. I give yay. We haven't gotten any news on this since then, really, but yay. Uh, I love the idea of him playing anyone in DC or superhero stuff. He's great in The Boys. He's great in literally everything I've ever seen him in. I think he would be a really, really good... Uh, well, I'm like, uh, I was originally thinking Lex Luthor, but that's been changed. Um, I think he'd be really good as Mr. Freeze. I think he'd be good as almost any Batman villain, actually. I would love to see him uh, as a villain. He's great as a villain. But, God, I love it when he plays, like, when he plays a good guy role. Because he's, he's such a terrific actor. It's like... Uh, he's it's like Mads Mikkelsen only gets like villain roles in America and he's such a great versatile actor that it does such a disservice uh to them to only keep them as villains yeah that's completely true um I think it could be a great many many other characters like in, in DC and stuff my thing I thought is he's aging out of a lot of the parts for a lot of the heroes um and that was my thing with it but like he also could play legacy characters give him Jay Garrick Jay Garrick is like OG Flash uh, give him that yeah. part like or usually Earth Two now, Flash. Um, he has a weird hat with like like a metal pot at the yeah, yeah, yeah. wings on it. Um, give him like a uh, Alan Scott OG Green Lantern. Make him like one of the like, Justice Society members. That'd be really cool. So yay from being in DC potentially at some point. I'll give it a yay. That's it for all of August. First, fly through this because you need to give me more energy, more energy, more passion, more energy, more, more passion. passion. I Joker. love movies. Joker Two. Hilder, I can't pronounce the last name. I, I know who you're talking about, the composer for Joker. Yep. I just don't know how to pronounce it. Officially said that Joker 2 is a musical, 100%. Good. That's what I like to hear. Well, tell me, you know, the exact words were, all I can say is there's going to be a lot of music. That's all I can give away. But I think the assumption was more confirming. I think it meant, like, not a score. Like, actually, like, there's going to be songs. But yay. That was from uh, comicbook.com, and that's actually genuinely, genuinely a pretty reliable source, weirdly, for movies. But yay, I like the idea of it being a musical. I think that's so stupid and fun. We discussed it a few times on the podcast now, but I'm still cool with it. Do you like Quentin? Not Beck, Tarantino. Uh, Quentin sure. Beck made barf. Quentin Beck made barf, you know, in the Civil War movie, and then, ooh. What? Civil War. Captain America Civil War. Uh, uh, started talking on stage. He presented barf, made by Quentin Beck. You know, oh. that's not Quentin that's not the question I'm talking about. I'm talking about Quentin Tarantino. It was a dumb segue, and we're getting to it. So, his final... Quentin Tarantino, again, not Beck. His final movie, The Movie Critic, is going to be in Los Angeles, filming Los in Los Angeles here. That's the news. He said, I started directing movies here, and it's only fitting that I shoot my final motion picture in the cinema capital of the world. Didn't he film his last movie there, too? Yes, but he wants to be his last <laughs> He wants to end it here as well. I mean, to be fair, I think the last one that he made in L.A., I think, was probably Death Proof or Jackie Brown, I would say. The top comment says, he should film Vancouver. It's cheaper. I think you read none of the words then there, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the money was not the problem for Tarantino. Okay, I give this a yay, I guess. I don't really care. I'll give it a yay. I'm curious to see what it'll be. Do you like Hayao Miyazaki? I've only seen Spirited Away and Boy in the Heron, but yes. Do you like anything else by him? I've never seen anything else by him. You gotta watch more movies. I'm guy. aware. I'm working on it. So, Studio Ghibli exec, uh, I'm gonna butcher his name, Junichi Nishioka, talked about why The Boy in the Heron is no longer Hayao Miyazaki's final film. And he said that he, he doesn't say goodbye 
As the Japanese title says, this is a film that says, I've lived this way. How do you live? So he wants everyone to let go of these, these projects, apparently. Like, originally, he didn't announce it as is my last film, but he's changed on that. Um, he also said Miyazaki announces his retirement after making a film because he's put all his energy into it, and he thinks he can't make any more. This time, he's not saying so. He's making exhibits for Ghibli Park and has movie ideas still. So that's cool. I'm, exci- I'm excited to see what else he brings to the table. He's genuinely one of the best creators of all of cinema. So, yay. I have not seen The Boy in the Heron still. I need to see it. I have news about Spunk. Oh, no. Josh, what does Spunk stand for? The Sony Pictures of, the Sony Pictures universe of Marvel characters. Yes, and it might be Spum now. It might be Marvel movies. M-U-M-M. Bad Bunny is no longer set to play El Muerto. The greatest tragedy in all of cinema, not only... Is Bad Bunny not going to be in El Muerto? But I highly doubt El Muerto will survive after this. It was a passion project, I thought, originally, right? I, that's what I thought it was by, like, him and his team, I thought. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, but, he's... Like, I mean, music is definitely, like, his number one priority. Like, he's very famous, so, like, I'm no, really I really like, it's, you know, tours and all sorts of other stuff. So, it makes Initially sense. Initially, it was delayed because of scheduling errors. And now it's just, like, indefinitely delayed, and now he's not playing the part. So, Sure. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm gonna give this a nay. I wanted to see this movie actually at this point because I think it's so it's gonna be Madame Web levels of weird. So I'm excited. <laughs> I, I wanted to see it, and Madame Web will get to it at some point. Don't worry. Oh, Madame Web. We now have Jesus movie news. So our boy Marty scores. Martin Scorsese says his Jesus movie wouldn't be a straight narrative, but there would be stage scenes, and I'd be in it. What? You know what? I'll let go, go, cook, cook, Marty. <laughs> go, go, go. Please do. Get I, out of here. I want, I want that movie and Passion of the Christ two to come out at the same time, just to see the insanity of Scorsese tackling wanna... a Jesus story and then having Gibson continue his Jesus I'm story. Mostly wondering who will he be? He will be himself. <laughs> will he be God? <laughs> yes, Scorsese is God. Didn't you know this? Yeah, I the and I, it was fine for me when I first read the sentence, and then he added the extra sentence of "and I'd be in it" so casually. I am like, what? What? That's such a huge bomb to just drop, Marty. Yay! I'll give it a yay. Sure. I'm confused. Are you confused? I ah. Uh, are you excited? I haven't seen his. What are you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I'm not religious, by the way. But I'm excited to see. Just the idea of this. I I still need to see his movie, Last Temptation of Christ, the one with uh, Willem Dafoe, but I'm sure I'll see a Scorsese stuff. Uh, Michael Caine. Okay. Michael Caine. You know Michael Caine? What about him? Well, he says that he is sort of retired. I, he said, I am bloody 90 now, and I can't walk properly and all that. I've had the best possible life I could have thought of. I'm doing silly voices now because Michael Caine feels like a silly little guy. All right. I love the response, Josh. <laughs> I don't know how to respond. <laughs> Look, okay, he's bloody naive now. He can't walk properly and all that. And I've had the best possible life I could thought could have thought of. And he's sort of retired. What do you think? I think that he just needs to go out with one last amazing film and then call it quits. And by one last amazing film, I mean a sequel to A Muppet Christmas Carol. I thought you were going to say a sequel to The Dark Knight Rises. No. <laughs> Bring back the Nolan verse. Okay. That's, I, it's sad that he's retiring at all in any way, but it makes sense. Yeah. 
Chris Evans is a man who has acted in now numerous superhero roles and numerous comic book roles. Yep. Um, and you, I tend to enjoy what he does. And he said that a while ago, Quentin Tarantino said that Marvel actors are not stars of the characters. That was a big deal, big thing. Um, and then Chris said he tends to agree with that comment, saying that was the beauty of working on Marvel. You never had to be in front. You never had to be front and center. You're there, but you don't feel the burden. And that kind of makes sense. Um, what do you think about this about this uh, quote from Chris Evans here? I think that um, that yeah, the movie Star is definitely. I it's definitely it's changed. It's it's definitely dying. It's fu- it's gone into much more character based, and that's not because of you know the actor's fault. That's because of, you know the studios and their push for you know properties and ip and all that kind of stuff and yeah marvel definitely had a big hand in it but they were not the only ones um but yeah well, there's also movie stars came out because it was like 10 people doing all the movies yeah it was that meant to be you shuffled the same stars around to all the movies now it's a thousand movies everyone's completely different and everyone's different unique and whatever but when you, but you could always tell when someone like was a star, like you know Denzel Washington or Tom Cruise or Margot Robbie, like you know they are movie stars. People go to see their stuff because they are in it. But now, if you know you put, I right, top. Uh, you think Margot Robbie? You think Margot Robbie's a movie star? Def, definitely, especially now right. after Barbie. That's fair. Yep, I agree. I'm just curious. Um, you think Chris Evans is a movie star? Because I would say because of Night Is Out, he I would have said yes. And then after that, things like the Gray Man happened, and the movie he did with where he was a kidnapped guy in a spy mission, Ghosted. Yeah, um, I don't know if he is in my head anymore. I, I would not say Knives Out was was a success because of him in it. He was just a part of you know a very good ensemble cast. Um, True, but, but but I would not call him a movie star, and that is not his fault. That's just from you know the environment around him. I think that he definitely has, it can change. It could definitely change. He's very good. And he's very charismatic, but again, it's all just a matter. Like the Apple show he did, um, defending Jacob. He's fantastic in that, but just not enough people have seen it. So it didn't really affect his career that much. I think he'll probably be stuck for a little bit as a character actor still until things shift a bit. But I will say that another quote from Chris Evans, I had in the news list here is he said his biggest worry for taking the role of Captain America was, and I quote, making shitty fucking movies. <laughs> and he said, I don't want to make shitty movies and be contractually obligated to make garbage. I will say, Chris, I don't think you made one shitty movie in, his, in the saga. Yeah, I can definitely understand that kind of fear because you, you sign up for, you know, one movie, you know, it's one done and, you know, it might not affect your career that much. You sign up for something like that, that you're tied to for several years. Yeah, that's kind of definitely worrisome and that could definitely affect your career. But I mean... I think it worked out great for him because right after Captain America, he made Snowpiercer, which is an amazing movie. And, you know, he's still done good stuff since then. I think it's given him a lot of creative freedom. Yeah. He can take part of it. He doesn't have to get He doesn't have to have a paycheck now. I feel like it's just what what do you want to do? Yeah. I like that. That's cool. I want to see him star in a rom-com. I think he's got that great rom-com leading man energy. Yes. A rom-com with him and Mark Ruffalo. Sure, um, why not? <laughs> I will say, before that month was over, before the wonderful month of September was over, same wonderful and relatively, the WGA strike did end, and they got a great deal that month. This is true. So, that was great. Um, unlike the SAG deal, which is not great. Not going to get into that today. But 
if you want to ask us questions about the deal, email the show. We might have a bigger discussion. Like if you want to do like a mailbag episode talking about specific questions, I can bring on someone from SAG and they can discuss it as well. I have people in SAG who are near me. I could, you know, have a discuss. But yay. DC, Josh. Everything be according to people. <laughs> get more specific. Hold on. <laughs> get more specific than people. <laughs> Shut up, doggy. James Gunn clarified that everything before Creature Commandos and Superman Legacy is non-canon, including Blue Beetle, including Aquaman, including Flash. Which begs the question, why? Why were you touting Flash as this hard reset? Anyway, he said some actors will be playing carelessly played in other stories, and some plot points might be consistent with plot points from the dozens of other past DC projects, you know, like how Krypton might still explode. Stuff like that. My guess with that is that if it was like in if situation, if the Flash was like a huge success and like you know people loved it, then that would have you know kept around some people. It was not a success and people did not love it. So it's very much a okay, cool. We don't have to worry about this anymore. People are like, how are plot points gonna be consistent but not canon? That's obvious. That's that's it. Not saying the movies will be canon, but saying Superman's dad might still die in an explosion. It's saying things like how. You know, clearly, Paul Kent was in a tornado. No, it's saying things like <laughs> it's saying things like Batman's parents are still going to die in an alley uh, to a gunman. He'll still become Batman. Those are the kind of plot points. Or how Jaime might have a loving family. You know, those are the plot points he's talking about, not like the exact plots of the story, people. But yes, this makes sense. I'm glad. I do think it's odd that Creature Commandos comes before Superman Legacy, just as an idea. Universe, universe start, is starting with an animated TV show. It's an odd choice, but it's a way to get content moving faster. Okay, Josh, we are on to October. Woo! Woo! My birth month, the Halloween month. Woohoo! Umbrella Academy is the final season. You haven't watched the show much, really. Correct. Okay. It releases in 2020, 2004. Nope. 2024. <laughs> They're going back we're in time, time to release. We're time <laughs> traveling, baby. We got Spawn news. Dude, are you aware of what Spawn is? I am aware. I have not seen the 90s movie. Any version? No. Okay. Jason Blum. He's making it, apparently. All uh, right. He doubles, yeah, he's doubling down that, that it will come out in 2025. Um, All right. Also, apparently the movie will be a Blumhouse version of a superhero movie. It's going to be edgy and original as compared to other superhero movies. So it's going to have a <laughs> lot of jump scares is what you're saying. It definitely. It's going to have the FNAF crew in it. Oh, that'd be really interesting. Um, but okay, Spawn, whatever. Stuart Littletime. What do you think about what do you think about the little mouse boy? What about him? He's a mouse. Actually, he's a human who looks like a mouse. Okay, skin we're, condition. Okay, that's the book. I'm thinking of the movie. <laughs> the book is weird. Well, we're getting an animated Stuart Little Kids series in the works. Described as freaks and Greek geeks with a mouse. What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> I really hope. It's the it's the exact same. I hope Shaman's writing it like the movie. Yeah, because I don't think he's an amazing writer, but I think he had a fun, weird acid trip in writing the movie. For sure. Um. So, also, who would win in a fight? Remy the Rat from Attitude or Stuart Little from the movie? Remy the Rat, because he can control a human. He's a street rat. He's got fight. <laughs> <laughs> he's had to survive. Anytime, uh, anytime I hear the phrase "street rat," which is not a lot, I just think of Aladdin. <laughs> oh yeah, I. This is yay or nay on an animated kids show like Freaks and Geeks, but with a mouse. 
I don't have enough of an attachment to Stuart Little to give an opinion, so I'll give it a different nay. This is just confusing. Will it be 2D or like 3D? Like the exact same CGI style? I pray it's 2D. God, 3D animated shows are bad. Give me like Peppa Pig animation. That's what we need for this, totally. Um, no, give me Iron Man Armored Adventures weird CG t- territory. No, please, no. Um, so iCarly, the reboot show, was canceled after, I think, three seasons? Three or? seasons, yeah. Three seasons, yes. Leading on a cliffhanger about her mom. What are your thoughts? I saw the first season and you I enjoyed watch, watched it. I saw the first season and I enjoyed it. It's a mixed bag, but I thought it was fun. Speaking of iCarly, why the fuck did they do Baby Spencer on SNL? I don't know. Because, and I'm okay, confused. I'm just curious. Uh, yeah, but whatever about it. I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyways, and I started season two. Uh, didn't get too far into it. And then I didn't see season three. And yeah, it's it's disappointing. But also, it's not unexpected. Because again, I don't know how many people actually use Paramount+. Plus. It's all confusing to me. I don't think it's... It was a weird vibe. It's like a middle ground. Like, I'm going to try to be edgy. And no, look, I said bitch. Like, it doesn't... Didn't feel like it was actually being grown up yet. Yeah, it like was it, it was odd to say the least. Uh, also, bringing Freddie and her together was a weird choice, considering the entire show was like I moved on from you originally. But I don't know. I didn't watch much. I watch episodes with you occasionally, and I watch clips on Twitter. I, and their their giant fight about like I was waiting in Paris, wherever you weren't there. That restaurant, whatever. I went to a plane. The whole that whole discussion. I saw the clip like a thousand times because it kept being everywhere. I do not remember that. Did I watch more than you did then? That's crazy. I I think canceling a show on a cliffhanger is always annoying, regardless. Like especially if you're investing in that show. So I give that an A. Yeah, my 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 thought process with like shows and like you know how they end seasons, like unless you have a guarantee that you're getting another season, do not end it on a cliffhanger because you're just gonna. Because then your potential for you know disappointing people is just far more exponential if you do that. Well, they're trying they're trying to clearly debate people to get like, well we have to get you know rise people together to try to like, rile them up they want to have another season I guess. It's, it's a dumb choice. Night Swim got two trailers now. I do not give a flying fuck. I was so excited for Night Swim. What do you mean? It, it is looks so generic it looks and so un- fun. It looks so uninteresting and boring to me. I do not care. It looks like a every childhood like childhood nightmare like, like in the pool and stuff. I like the idea of this. This this I is think what it's clever and fun. This is what I mean by with horror movies with me like you either have to have a really good cast or a really good premise to hook me in. This doesn't have either. No shade to the cast at all, but it's not enough to get me to go see it. You're insane. Uh Josh is wrong. Everyone please email us saying Josh is wrong and Night Swim looks floaty and bubbly. Yep. Let's go to our buddy, our pal Drew Barrymore. The news here is that when uh, everything ended, uh, the strikes and things are picking back up, her writers, uh, the, the, the Drew Barrymore show, declined to return to the series. Uh, after Drew Barrymore, if you're not aware, kind of scabbed and tried to continue her show without them and then tried to ban people who are wearing WJ support pins and kick them out or even just taking their pins. And then, and that would happen one week before WJ strike ended. And because of that, all writers said, I'm not coming back. <laughs> That's funny to me. Yeah. 
That's karma. Yep. Do you I do you feel bad for her at all? It's I don't know. It's a, it's such a thing of like I I, I don't know because she doesn't have like a lot going on like in terms of acting as far as I'm aware and like right. she's been doing the show for a while and like clearly she loves to do the show from all the like the clips and stuff that I've seen of it but there's just so much about it that it's just like I don't I don't know. I think the idea of this was to try and give her crew jobs again. My thought with that is you could have just kept paying their salary. Yeah. You had enough money. And you could just let them wait it out. No. And say you went back on your show. And again, the idea is nice. Give people jobs. Give audience, like, you know, try and spread positivity wherever. But you, you could have just let people have their WGA support pins and made an address on the show saying, we love our writers. When they can come back, we'd love to have them, etc. You could have done all of that. Instead... Conan O'Brien during the 2007 writer's strike is the prime example of what to do. Just go on the air and bullshit for a half hour and still pay everyone. And it worked. It doesn't need to be good, but it also proves, in fact, if it's bad, it proves how great writers are. Yep. Which is better. So, I don't know. That was, that, I think it's, I'm giving this a yay that, she, that her writers declined to come back. Yeah, I'll give it a yay. A24. Talk from the studio as a whole. Cool studio. Very much enjoyed the things they do. Uh, they are looking to expand themselves into making more commercial films and searching for action and big IP projects. Alright, they gotta make money somehow. <laughs> yeah, it's a very small studio. I mean, yay, but also people are like, so mad at that. I'm like, y'all, it's just movies. They'll still make it themselves. They'll still do their crazy stuff. They'll still get indie directors and stuff. But it'll just be like, characters we know. You've really enjoyed daredevil the show yes so much so that you were going to put it above bojack horseman yes he and i did a tier list the other day he said better than, than bojack and i can't agree but daredevil born again uh lost all the writers and directors of the show and they're doing an entire creative reboot and they're also saying that the reason why is that the show was mostly like a legal procedural that did not resemble the Netflix version to action and violence. Uh, and also Cox wouldn't appear in costume until episode four. That's fine. It's like they were making it a show show. It was going to be like 15 episodes, like longer than, you know, their traditional shows. And, you know, being a lawyer is a big part of being Daredevil. Now, I get, you know, from a certain perspective, like you need to have a good balance of the lawyer and the Daredevil stuff, but... I don't know, that sounded interesting to me. I like that. People are happy about this, by the way. They're happy it has been changed from the legal, from the legal procedural um, and to have Daredevil in costume, like, episode one. Like, y'all, we didn't see him in a red suit until the finale of season one. Yeah. And even that, it's not even that red. It's, like, like barely there. I still want a new suit. I would I would just want to keep the ninja suit. I love that suit. <laughs> you like the black, the, the Under Armour look? I think it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's very different from everything else like as, from superheroes so that i would love for it to stay i'm fine with the suit itself but i like the ninja one my favorite digital costume is still the one that's from ben Affleck movie we discussed that on the, on the podcast in our movie discussion i think it's too, it was too, obviously too like leathery that's my biggest problem with that but anyway i give this a nay the whole scrapping of it and redoing it it's dumb to me i'll give it i'll give it a nay but like I don't know. That could be a good thing. Who knows? We 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 obviously don't know. Kevin Feige has stated, even after thirty-two movies, it feels like we barely scratched the surface with the MCU. Oh boy. 
as someone that loves the MCU and will still defend it, even though there's definitely good criticisms about it, I you gotta wrap it up at some time, bro. <laughs> well, how you're a studio, like his studio is Marvel Studios at this point. What do you? How do you stop? If you're if your one product is making Marvel, pretty much, unless you branch out and not make Marvel things anymore, then what even is the point of the title? I, it's it's such a frustrating thing because they're still trying to build it up to like this big thing but they also aren't at the same time like you can't you gotta pick one or the other you can't tiptoe your way around it i think making an, a movie studio based on one comic company is a weird plan and i think that's what the problem with both dc and Marvel studios now that, that's like you're stuck making these things forever and people will get tired of them like for if they want it to be successful, they've got to relinquish their, you know, grasp on everything and, like, really allow directors to make, you know, their movies. Bring down those insane budgets and, like, actually release, like, one, maybe two movies a year and then maybe, like, one show a year. Really reduce the numbers of everything down. It's going to be it's gonna be the only way to fix the problems. <laughs> I'm fine with two, two, even two or three movies a year. As long as you're consistent and doing, I, in fact, just just do that. No more shows, just the movies, because then everyone can watch them. You lost a lot. I think they lost a lot of audience when people had to watch Disney Plus stuff. That was that's a big thing. Like my brother hasn't watched a lot of the MCU stuff now because, like, well, he feels like he is being gatekept from because he doesn't have Disney Plus. Well, the problem also is is that people saw Endgame as the finale because it definitely is a finale. So a lot of people now right. are just like, why do I even need to bother? Right. Uh, on the note of Marvel, Matthew Vaughn, who famously directed the X-Men First Class, uh, he made The Kingsman, he made Stardust, he was going to be directing X-Men The Last Stand um, originally. And then that stopped because he quit directing after execs wrote a scene to trick Halle Berry into signing on. That's, that's um, scummy. He saw a script that said, said he wanted to read it, and then the exec said, no, that's for Halle. He's like, I'm the director, I want to read this, read this version of the script. And then he finally got a chance to look at it, and he's confused by it because it said Africa, storm, kids dying of no water. Truth creates a, she creates a thunderstorm and saves all these children. And he went, what is this? They said, oh, it's Halle Berry's script. Uh, and, I, and I went, okay, because she hasn't signed on yet. The execs, um, but this is what she wants it to be. And once she signs up, we'll throw it in the bin. That's so fucked up. Yeah. I just, I can't imagine being that sleazy to write also a good scene for that character. <laughs> Yep. And say, we won't use it. What is the thought process? Being dicks. And it, it worked. Like, she signed on to the movie. Granted, she is, like, one of two leads in that movie. Yeah. It's her and Logan. But, like, that still really sucks. I I don't know, Josh. I It hurt reading stuff like that. Also, Matthew Vaughn making X-Men The Last End would have been so much more, I think, fascinating than what we got. Spider-Man 2, the game came out. It did. It's good. I enjoyed it. You don't want to write first song? You don't have any more to say? It's I just have a I I need to play it again, but to go into you know detail, it's a, just a lot because it's a big game. I'll s I will say that uh it does fall into the trap of a lot of sequels of you know doing uh, doing more than it needs to and the balance not being where it should. Uh like the main villains of the game are Craven and Venom, and they don't balance it as well as they should with that. And then, like, Pierre and Miles' story, Pierre's is, you know, far more, like, the one given much more attention. Miles is just kind of there. They don't re they don't integrate him as well as they could have. Or, like, his stuff isn't as interesting as Pierre's stuff is. Um, but 
in terms of like you know gameplay visuals all that it's still really well done acting is fantastic um it's just the story where a lot of like the faults of it come in but it's still a very good game and it's still a lot of fun playing i haven't played it so i can't talk about that at all uh you ever watched gargoyles the like the, the old show nope i liked what i saw as a kid and my brother quite loved it um they're making a live james wan and gary dowderman are developing a new live action show for Disney plus and like all right i don't know if this will work or not but like i'm interested i'm very curious to see what these gargoyles will look like in real life probably cgi creatures so interesting i am, I am indifferent speaking of vaughn matthew vaughn he has had talks to be in dcu with james gunn and make a film for them that's like a set in stone yet but would you be down for that yes he's got good style i'm frustrated by people saying he's terrible after they keep seeing the argyle trailer it's just like what happened like i thought that we all agreed like he's good <laughs> yeah i'm really confused at the also visual like hate from after the king's man too i heard a lot of well the, like, the, wasn't like the king's man and they hated him for it well it's not that good <laughs> we have discussed this differently before but my point is the thinking like anyone sucks as a director or whatever or an actor or whatever because of one film is fascinating to me because it wasn't your thing like i liked it a lot you did it, that's fine but like you also liked love and thunder a lot when i didn't like it that much you also liked ragnarok when i did like and you have different opinions so like i just am confused by the hate he got like saying he can't direct anything he sucks same with taika once Little Thunder was done, we're like, ugh, he can't direct ever again. Can't stay, can get it's, away from everything. I, it's just the way the internet has made people's brains work, is that, you know, if they, whatever their most recent thing is, if it was, you know, you know, good, then, like, instantly their problems of, like, past stuff is, you know, instantly gone, or if, you know, it's bad, and, like, you know, all their stuff before was terrible, and they were a hack and all that stuff, and... That's just the mentality of how it goes, and that's just how it seems to be going for Matthew Vaughn right now. Like, unless... I hope Argyle is good. I want it to be good. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun, um, but that could definitely be one of those situations of, you know, whatever the result is, whether it's good or bad, it's going to result in, you know, people praising him or people saying he's always been terrible. Yeah, I don't know, man. It sucks. It sucks that the internet's so flip-floppy. And can we go back and forth in the same, like, show or movie based on like different news for like oh it's gonna suck it's gonna be great it's gonna suck it's gonna be great like daredevil born again uh we got loki season two uh directors are set to direct that show like aaron moorhead and justin benson and dario scarpain who was a showrunner for the punisher is working on this as a showrunner that's cool to me yeah yeah you know i like out her last remember yep are you with me got a barrage of pictures and video oh. i will say this yay that's it I'm, I'm stopping myself. I'm very excited. I will give it a yay. Can you give me more details than your thoughts? Because I don't want to talk about it because I'm going to go too long. <laughs> uh, from from what... I, it's been hot minutes since I've seen a trailer. Uh, it's very much giving like the big epic scope that this show needs um, for it. Um, it feels like... You can tell like that there is money and effort put into this. That it's not just like a half put together. You know, like, eh, we'll make it. It's just whatever. No, clearly the people that made it clearly have a love for it and want to be as big and as epic and as good as they can make it. Um, obviously, it's a teaser. There's not a whole lot to go off on. Um, it looks good. Also I'm very excited. We got like a lot of yeah. uh, cast and character pictures. The actor plays Iroh. Looks exactly like him. Very excited. Oh, I yeah. Good. Apparently, the last thing I'll say for all of October is that Sean Levy, who directed Deadpool 3, directing Deadpool 3, he made also with Ryan Reynolds two other movies, right? 
Uh, he made The Adam Project and Free Guy. Yep. He also made The Lost Stranger Things season two as director. But he said that Logan is canon to the story of Deadpool 3. I hate that <laughs> with a passion. Okay, but yeah, tiny whiny. Like it, it's gonna be. I know it's. I know what they're doing with this. I get it. But at the same time, like saying that just means that you're undoing the ending of Logan, that finality to it, and it pisses me off. Yeah, they're gonna kill the Fox universe probably. That's my guess. They're probably gonna go through all the timelines and just erase Fox, the Fox X movies. But how can it be part of it if Logan very clearly does not look like you know his old man version self in Logan? I don't what whatever. I don't care. I'm still gonna watch it. <laughs> You're still excited for it. Girl? I'm still I'm still excited for it. That doesn't mean I'm not frustrated by it. But uh, we have news about November because a lot has happened this month, this past month because, well, the strikes ended, so a lot more news could come out. Yep. Yeah. Um, which is cool. Also, we'll be ending this podcast uh, in November news. We'll pick up the December news next episode because it's been a lot. We don't want to bombard you, but we clearly have. There's a lot. But we're, there's a lot. We're going to start with um, Kang Boy. Kang Boy. Kang Boy. I thought we could play that same clip from before. I don't know what episode it was in. Neither do but I. <laughs> we don't keep track. So Audience, if you know, news. let us know. Who knows anything anymore, Josh? Uh, we have news about King Boy, potentially. Um, according to executives... Uh, yes, I, lo- I love the executives. According to Variety, in They're the not Crisis executives. of Marvel article... You saw that article, right, from Variety, that Crisis of Marvel? Uh, uh, yes, I remember that. With, with the really dumb art piece? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, like, there's definitely some merit to something in there. Oh, I'm not gonna for, for sure. But overall, I think it was dumb. But I will say that in the article, they pointed to the fact that Marvel execs have begun to reconsider focusing on Jonathan Major's Kang for the next saga. Uh, they are now discussing backup plans, including pivoting to Doctor Doom. Can I, uh, can I just say, recasting is still allowed. Literally, Gerald Iances will not care. <laughs> also, it's the easiest recast. It's a very like it's easy recast. E- and for those of you saying like the end of Quantumania be making it saying that makes it impossible, no. That's not no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> that's just a one group of him. But I do like the idea of Shine Stephone as being a big bad and all of a sudden Doom just walks in and wipes him out. That's kind of a cool move. Um, it, it's at first like I was just like that'd be kind of that'd be like really stupid because they've been building up Kang but at the same time like Thanos like aside from the post credit scenes just sh- shows up and is the biggest baddie there is so I mean like they could do the same thing with Doom right or anyone else like it's also fine people are just they wanted um the high evolutionary to be just a Kang variant now and use him going forth I was like that's no that's a bad, bad, that's bad reason. People, just because they are both black men, does not mean that they are the same person. Can we get... Exactly. It's like whenever you say that you see a black teenager in a Marvel trailer that's Miles Morales, you gotta get out of that mindset, guys. <laughs> it shows a lot of the internet's uh, biases. I mean, he, he gave a great performance. I'm not gonna deny that. Oh, for sure. And I get the idea, I get the idea of trying to pivot to a good actor. You also can pivot to a different, new, good actor. <laughs> like, that's possible. I don't know. I give this news overall yay because I think Jonathan Majors should not be going forward as Kang. Yeah, I give, I give it a yay. Just the, everything that's been happening, yeah, it is best to just get a new person. 
you also can just not have Kang anymore. Because at the end of Loki, it's like not spoil. It's just not gonna spoil anything. But Kang's not really an issue anymore. Like it's not really a thing. Honestly, yeah. you could keep Kang if you want to, and it would still work. Or you could not do Kang, and it's also fine. It sucks though. It's, it's it is a cool character, um, especially if you watch the show Earth's Mightiest Heroes. They do a good job in that cartoon having Kang. Uh, but moving on from Kang Boy, Kang Boy, we got we got a trailer for a movie that I'm sure you're thrilled about. Which movie? Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. I remember when this was first announced, I was very much against it because Matt Reeves Matt wasn't Reeves. involved, and I love what he did with his uh, trilogy. But after seeing it, I am very hype. It's the same universe too, the same version of the characters, sort of. Yeah, and like not, it ta- not the characters, but you know. Yeah, it takes place you know years and years afterwards, so it's basically doing its own thing, just you know set in the world. So I'm fine with that. It's a new actual Planet of the Apes, um, like it's you know because generally Planet of the Apes stories there aren't people involved. No, there are, and not like this, not the degree we had, uh, where like the very beginning, and so I'm excited to have this new. It's truly their planet now. Um, that's cool. I uh, give this a yay. It was a cool trailer. I give it a yay. Very excited. Do you have a lot of thoughts about it, or just just kind of yeah, cool? It. Obviously, there's not really much I can go off on with this, just because it's very much a teaser. But it, uh, Wes Ball, who's directing it, he seems to have a very good understanding of the kind of tone and spirit of the original trilogy. I say original trilogy of the prequel trilogy, <laughs> and he's doing his best to not only you know further it, but make his own version of it. And I think it looks pretty good so far. We have AI news. Oh, Josh. sadness. <laughs> Because Scarlett Johansson has taken legal action against AI image generating app that used AI creations of her likeness and voice in an ad without her permission. Thank Good. God. <laughs> because that should... I think we are in a losing battle with this SAG deal in terms of helping actors with protections. But there's still the government. There's... I'm not getting a lot of faith in them. Their money talks, and if you sue the living crap out of these AI companies... What can they do? Like, because they are essentially training them off of your likeness to do something without your permission, which is illegal. I remember several months ago, I think this was during the summer, that Tesla had made some kind of ad with an AI version of Ryan Reynolds. And I remember he responded to it. I don't remember how, but he very clearly was not reached out to do it or involved in it in any way. So I would not be surprised if, you know, with the empire that he has in terms of like marketing and stuff if he's gonna sue the oblivion out of them for that see it feels like pretty clear cut cases here because in general you can't use people's like as without permission like as a just general law so like there's obviously you can parody someone but you have to acknowledge that it is a parody of them this is a case of where you are trying to sell it as the person itself so i'm glad you're suing them yay i get a very big yay i want ai to die what do you think about the show Superman Lois? Which oh the the CW one? Yeah. For what not I've, Lois and Clark. Yeah. I've I've only seen like I think the first like five or so episodes of the first season, but it's really good from what I've seen. It is officially ending with season four on the CW. God, that it it pisses me off. Not be, the the show ending, it's a natural thing that happens. I'm fine with the show's ending, uh generally. But what pisses me off about this is that not only are they slashing the budget of this, they're also having to cut a lot of characters from it, which is kind of insane to me. Like and they're not they're not like side characters, they're pretty major characters to the yeah. series. <laughs> this is officially the death of the Arrowverse, completely. 
sad. And it was like one of the like it was really good. Like for those of you that haven't seen it, watch the first episode, and it is nothing at all like any other CW DC show. And you show. can go in blind from every other thing prior. It pretty much doesn't tie in at all to it. It's the same actors uh, that play Superman and Lois. Not at all involved though. <laughs> I give this movie a, a yay. I'm glad it's ending. I and it's also clearly promoting the parody between the movies and shows again, like how Marvel does. I give it a nay, not because it's ending, but because of the slashing of its budget and cutting a lot of characters. Speaking of TV shows and MCU DCU stuff, we got the trailer for Echo, and it's also gonna be the first uh, TVMA MCU Disney show. What do you think? This trailer. I you know. When it was announced, I was just like, what's the point of this? I don't really, I didn't really care about her character in the Hawkeye show. I, they didn't give her much in that. And from this trailer, I'm like, okay, you have sold me on this. The tone is very different from other stuff, very reminiscent of Daredevil show. It looks interesting. And despite it only being five episodes, I want to see what this show is capable of. I am very excited for this show. I loved Hawkeye. Josh did because he's a freaking fool. He hates Christmas joy and fun with arrows. I've never lied. I love the Christmas vibes of it, damn it. <laughs> My girlfriend in the background just nodded, agreeing, agreeing with me. Just for the record, uh, Josh hates Christmas fun alongside arrows. I don't hate either. <laughs> he hates the tracksuit mafia. Okay, yes, they were very boring. How dare you? How dare you? They were amazing and fun, and I love the Trust of Bro Company. Look, I've still got 10 days till Christmas, so that gives me 10 days to rewatch the show, okay? I'll give it a rewatch, because it's Christmas. Happy holidays, everyone. Follow so we have Echo. La 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 la. <laughs> we have the Echo trailer, and I loved it. Genuinely, I think it was really fun. Fun's a weird word to say for this, but like it had a lot of style, a lot of character, a lot of good direction. People are, have kind of ablestly saying online that how are Daredevil and her going to communicate? Guess what? First off, comic books. Second off, um, people who are deaf can communicate with people who are blind. It does happen in real life. I, I'm sorry to say, people, but there are ways. Yes. Um, it's what I hate people on, like, online like, is Helen Keller a conspiracy? No. <laughs> she did everything that she said she could do. Yes, she could fly a plane. Yes, she could teach people things because there's other ways to figure out how to do things. It's crazy to me. People are weird. Also, in terms of planes, the air, the, the sky is pretty clear. It's hard to hit stuff. Yeah, unless you're flying, like, in a city, you're probably not going to hit things. Like, it's actually much safer to fly a plane than to fly a car, in general. Yeah, you're... To fly you're, a car? You're, Wait. You're... <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is safer to fly a plane than a car. I Most people would agree with that statement. But, but I just really hate a lot of the ableism online for a lot of things like that. It's really bothering me. I saw, I saw a lot of the Echo trailer already. And I've seen a lot about Helen Keller specifically online lately. It's very confusing. On that note, SAG got a deal. They got a deal indeed. It has bonus and pay overall. Um, they were fighting for two main things they didn't get, though, really. And that was AI protection and residuals for streaming. They got bonuses from streaming at their certain levels, uh, which is a hard-to-meet level for the first off. And also... They got, uh, with AI, informed consent, which is not the same as no coercion. And that's the problem with it to me. The AI thing is actors are told and are able to be told in audition, we'll be using AI uh, in this project, and you can say yes or no. The problem is it's a way to kind of gatekeep people from like, everyone who says they don't want AI in this stuff can just be rejected or recast, which is stupid. Yeah, it's... There's no safety net for that. It's it's very frustrating for this deal, and of course there's a 
I haven't done, you know, the fullest of research on it. I'm also not a legal person, so there's a lot of things to it that I don't know or understand. But from my general understanding so far is that it this seems backwards to agree to this because like they say I've seen a lot of actors say like, you know, it's good for like, you know, these three years to like, you know, build up and see. I'm just like you do understand how long three years is, right? Like, that is a, that's a short amount of time, but it's also a long amount of time for shit to get really fucked. And I feel like that a lot of these actors don't comp- can't comprehend just how big of a threat AI is. They think they understand, but unlike, uh, unlike us who are chronically online all the time, they don't understand just how much people are trying to make AI take over for things. <laughs> I am also confused at, like, the word AI at this point. I think people also think AI is more powerful than it is currently. Like, AI isn't just a tool. It's like Photoshop. It's a thing. I'm, I mean, it's it's bad. Don't get me wrong. And it's really unethical to me. But also, executives talk about, like, you know, we can make whole shows with AI. No, you can't. Like they they lost this they lost this fight with writers because they realized, oh, this wouldn't work. Yeah, for some and reason, they think that they can do it with actors. Actors. It's crazy to me. Uh, yeah. Uh, the deal overall being made means I might be able to get work again soon. So that's a good thing. The, the, the big positive of it is that, yes, work can continue. Things can, you know, start to get made again, which is good. But there's a big fight, you know, for the next several years. And then next year, um, what is it? The Animation Guild is planning on probably going to strike because their contract is up. I would not be surprised if AI is a big part of their thing, very much so. Because, you know, that's a much, e- I would say, easier thing for AI to take over because, you know, it's animation. I do feel like there are some companies like A24 will be better by AI. Based on what we saw, and they, they immediately right away said yes to all SAG's demands and wants, like fully. So I feel like with some companies, there will still be a lot of more uh, leeway with that stuff, as well as more general, you know, ethics. I, I don't know. It's a weird time right now. I definitely think that with AI, most companies can't even afford to use it much. Yeah, and I think once they, like, whoever, I'm willing to bet it'll be, like, Netflix that'll be the first one to be like, and we made a movie only with AI, and it'll be the most heinous thing ever. Excuse me, that already happened. Disney did it. It's called Wish. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> As I was saying, <laughs> it'll be, like, the most heinous thing ever. People will be like, oh, so this is what you're all saying AI can do? Never mind, I don't want any part of that. I just got a death glare from my girlfriend for saying that Wish was not was made by ai um so i i don't know i don't know how to give a yay or nay to this deal being made i give a yay overall because at least the strike is over but i wish they kept striking for better deal yeah it's it's very it's very difficult i think that if you're very curious about it look up your like find people that know this stuff better than we do to get a better understanding of it i don't know i'll give it in different nay uh in different yay just because there's a lot to it um and for yeah. the record uh you might be like well, why are you guys complaining it got ratified by, by sag by a 38 percent voter turnout which is not most people so that sucks most people who really cared um also a lot of people couldn't vote because sag decided to if you hadn't paid dues on time because you couldn't work because nothing was filming then you didn't like you couldn't vote like if you if you, if you paid dues before the vote but we were late you weren't allowed to vote um, which is dumb because you were out of work. Uh, so it's a way to kind of suppress to get the deal they wanted. And, I'm, and people are really mad about that still. So anyway, uh, Josh, we covered the Avatar stuff, like the trailer and stuff already yep. in October. But 
it came out during November. I put them with that section because it got earlier picks then. I just want to say more one more time. It looks cool. I'm still nervous. I'm excited. Yeah. You know I have to be nervous, though. Oh, fun fact, everyone. I did meet in person Aang himself. Like, not the new actor, but or not Noel Ringer, the, the one from the last Aaron Hershawa movie. I met Zach Eisen, who pl- voiced Aang. Uh, he's like 30, and that's weird to me because I think I still picture the cast when, from my DVD bonus features as children. But I met him, Jack DeSena, who was Sokka. I met uh, Greg Delisle Griffin, who was Zula. And I met um, Dante Bosco, who was famously both Rufio from uh, Hook as well as Zuko and Jake Long. And I got pictures of them, and like it was amazing. So I was freaking out. I think it was really cool. And I want to brag about it because it was awesome. Woo! I waited in line for a while, but it was worth it. Also expensive, but worth it. Josh, we, you know, you know what time it is. It's a time for a time. It's time when you go on the phone and you call someone. But who are you gonna call? Ghostbusters. Ba da ba da ba da. They're they're cold. They're chilly. They're very cold. It's snowy and icy, and it's a frozen empire. We got a trailer for the new Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel. Cool. It's got the McKenna Gregs again, right? Yeah. It's it's got everyone from the last one. Yeah. I'm very conflicted on this. Did they forget it's supposed to be comedy? You see, I, you see with, <laughs> with the last movie, I think the direction they took it was not a bad direction. But I feel like this one needed to go back to the roots of... Hold on. Afterlife was just the first one again with kids. Well, yeah, but I mean, the first one didn't really have much of a plot. It was just the three of them just improvising and doing silly ghost stuff. But the last one actually had, you know, a plot to it. I'm not saying that's a bad thing for the first Ghostbusters. The first Ghostbusters is amazing. I give this movie, this trailer, a yay for one reason. The Bringing Back Podcast. And because this is a podcast, we have to give a yay for podcast. This is true. Podcast is the best at podcasting, so he gets a yay. (laughs) Um, Genuinely, though, I think it's fun. It it looks cold. It it looks interesting. I'm not going to doubt that. I just don't know if Jason Reitman is the right person to do this kind of Ghostbusters movie, but who knows? We'll see. I mean, the, the first, I think a lot of first trailers for even some comedies, like our action comedies, look way more intense. Iron Man 3, uh, Ant-Man and Quantumania. There's a lot of things that just look more serious. Yeah, I guess. And they're not. So I, they might be playing that route for, like, get the action people in first, then bring in the comedy people. Also, it's different than Zool, so I'm happy with that. Yeah, they are doing a new villain. We got the final Mean Girls trailer alongside new posters and stuff. Bro, fucking tell us it's a musical. For the love of God, just put in a song. What is with movie marketing musicals and not wanting to show it's a musical? Wonka doesn't want to show that it's a musical. This doesn't want to show it's a musical. I bear color purple barely wants to show that it's a musical it's very strange i mean the first trailers had the one line my name was regina george and that was it also the music note in the a for mean girls is doing all the hard lifting here yeah and even and even then if you're not paying attention you're not gonna know no i people keep thinking it's just a remix they don't want to go see it it's like no (laughs) it's so baffling just why not, not the movies. Hollywood thinks that their audience is dumb and doesn't like musicals, which is not accurate for a lot of people. If you're going off of something like In the Heights, like it wasn't the biggest box office su- success because A, COVID, and B, it was on HBO Max the same day. Like, I don't... They, sh- they should be using Grant Showman as an example instead. They should be. I don't know why they're not. <laughs> like, I don't even know. I don't think I love Grant Showman, but I think it was good and at least got an audience. Like, people, like, the word of mouth on it was good. It, people wanted to see a musical. 
Um, and I think that's fun. And like I know what story didn't do well, but again, the musical part wasn't the issue. It was timing and Ansel. And like even something like Spirited on Apple TV, like that got a pretty big audience on there. People want to watch musicals, and yet for some reason these studios are like, no, no one wants to see them because of like one failure. And it's just like, no, you morons. Did you see the final trailer for this? For Mean Girls? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, Angry Rice, who is famously British, apparently, I learned that recently. She's Australian. Uh, okay, well, she's not American. <laughs> <laughs> My point was, I'm sorry, I, seen, I saw one clip you, and I did You've not. just offended the entire Australian audience. <laughs> I understand that. It was an accident. <laughs> uh, my point was, I didn't actually listen to what she's, I didn't, I heard, my point is... <laughs> You're saving yourself great here. I know. I'm doing great. I love Australian accents. I love Australia. Um, we're, you're down under. It's great. I was talking to someone about Australia the other night. Not, I'm not going to tangent right now. But <laughs> basically, she had no idea what Hong Kong was, despite being inspired in Hong Kong. She had to learn on that set oh, yeah. uh, originally. And like, she still was, she said she wasn't still very clear on it. She's like, it's a party, I guess. It's a celebration. Like, eh, yeah, kind of. It's when the football team comes home. Like, yeah, kind of. And I think that's funny. And so she, this is now her second or third, this is her third high school movie. That's And crazy. she is an adult at this point. I mean, everyone, everyone in the cast is. <laughs> yes, definitely. Renee Rapp is not the right age I to did, play Regina I, George. I did not know that she originally played her on the Broadway musical. I am getting a death glare from Nicole because she loves Renee Rapp. I am not insulting Renee Rapp. I am stating that she is eight out of the park. <laughs> she has now given me more of a death glare, and I am still so sorry. I love you, Nicole. <laughs> you know, this looks really fun, and I'm excited for it. I've not seen the original Mean Girls. I'll watch it soon. You haven't this seen it? Fun. No. I thought you have. No, I'll watch it. <sighs> I'm interested. Josh, we got, speaking of trailers, Inside Out 2 teaser and posters with the new emotions like ennui and anxiety. Ennui means boredom. Anxiety's design is perfection. <laughs> it is great. I also didn't even notice the voice changes for uh, disgust and fear. Yeah, I'm still pissed about Disney not wanting to pay Mindy Kaling or Bill Hader what they're due for those roles. But, you know, whatever. Overall, though, I think this looks fun. I think my bigger issue with it right now is we saw the same amount of motion. Again, we saw other people's heads in the last movie, like a bunch of other people. And no one else had extra emotions. They always had, like, the same five. They might have evolved. I actually have a lot of different theories about that first movie. I think it was really, really perfect to be how it was. And I think adding more to it is fascinating. But it also, this retroactively changes things about the first movie, especially with adults' brains. So I'm there. going with movie logic of they didn't come up with it first time. And so they're just like, oh, let's do something new. And there we go. I'm not putting too much thought into it. I'm just going in to enjoy it. Fine. Uh, Zelda... Okay, I have a lot of thoughts on this. So we got, we're getting, um, I, for those who don't know, I have probably said this before many times on the podcast. The Zelda series is my favorite video game series of all time. It's also the series that got me into playing video games. Ocarina of Time was one of the first games I ever played. Wind Waker was the first game I ever beat. Twilight Princess, I got so far three times over with my memory card getting erased three different times. Oof. So I, so I never I completed it. I have the game on Wii and GameCube. Still haven't finished it because my memory card twice went through washing machines. That's just a whole other story. Another time, cut corrupted. Whatever. But we're getting a live-action Zelda movie. 
with West Ball set to direct and Avi Arad Arid. I don't I don't is it Arad? I don't know. I've never heard his name actually said out loud by himself. Me too. I've only heard it by other people. He is set to produce for Sony. And I have thoughts. So my favorite thing is on that original post. Um the top comment is this image. Josh, enjoy that image. <laughs> Tom Holland for Link, the campaign begins now. <laughs> Uh, I don't want Tom Holland's like <laughs> I see. I don't want it, but if it happened, it'd be the funniest thing, just because it would piss so many people off. I showed Josh like a ten-minute like pilot script I wrote for a Zelda show, on freshman year of college. Uh, I love the idea of a Zelda show, uh, even a series of movies, but not like focus on any specific games as much. There's like new stories. Is that it's cool? Or if you do any game. Make Ocarina of Time in a trilogy. A trilogy that's all that one game, and you just make it so it's like adding more details. Uh, make it like Twilight Princess in terms of aesthetic. You could add some Skyward Sword kind of clothing and vibes, but like I don't know, it's interesting. I am so conflicted. I have more thoughts. Like I wanted to pitch a whole like movie trilogy or something like that to a studio with like a mix of like Celtic and Japanese aesthetics, kind of combined create this new world of Hyrule. You have like kind of samurai and like english knights involved in terms of style and i love the idea of pulling a lot of influences to create your own unique vision for this i doubt any of that will be the route here give me the great deku tree the weird big tree talking with a woman with a mustache give me that and we'll be good i i fully believe that a it's gonna be breath of the wild because that's the most famous of them it's not the right game to adapt i'm not saying it is i'm just saying that's probably what they're gonna do but I will give Nintendo props on them wanting to make this live action and not yes. animated. The only way it would want to be animated if it was like Studio Ghibli. That'd be cool to me. That would be, yes. Um, but otherwise, I'd say live action. I think it should be very, very high budget. Lord of the Rings level scale while also having a very human connection to it. Here's a tweet I want to show you, Josh, because this was like previs for West Ball's canceled mouse card movie, and it could hint how you might approach a live action Zelda movie. And this may be more open to it, actually, like aesthetically. Cool. Looking at these images, I'm like, yeah, that could be Hyrule. Sure. Well, especially that last image gives me a great Deku Tree vibe, that turtle. So, like, you know what? Sure. I, I do see a vision here. I think he he did uh, a few movies I've seen. West Ball. He did, uh, I thought, am I wrong? Hold on. I might be absolutely wrong. Give me a second. So he's done only Maze Runner for directing so far. That's it. I think he's done more. And Ruin is a short. No, he said for directing, he up uh, previous films, Maze Runner, Scorch Trials, and Death Cure. I've seen none of those. Who's writing this? Now I'm, that's what I'm curious about right now. Do we have a writer yet? Oh yeah, Derek Connolly. Oh no. Oh, we just, we discussed this before. Yeah, Derek Connolly wrote a uh, Jurassic World series. Oh, and, we're fucked. And writes a Skywalker <laughs> to take a Pikachu, Kong Skull Island. Uh, so he has made one video movie before in Detective Pikachu, which is not the right vibe. The only good thing he's written is safety not guaranteed. <laughs> I think that this will be interesting now. I I like the idea this movie made. I want to be able to make it. That's why I'm, I'm a little sad about that. Moving on from Zelda, Josh. Wait, first off, yay or nay on this being made with West Ball set to direct? I'll give it a yay. And Abby Arad set to Bruce. I give indifference to that. <laughs> I, you know I have to be, this is hurting my soul too much, so I had to give it an A, because I, I wanted to make it. We got the tax right oof section, because David Zaslav, I don't know if you're aware, famous uh, WB 
Presidente has made choices this year. Some some pretty pretty bad choices, if we're being honest. A little while ago, we found out that the movie Coyote vs. Acme was going to be shelved for a $30 million tax write-off. Which is just cr- which is crazy, because like, that's not even as much as how much the movie cost. No, and it's so dumb. You would only be losing money. Like, you had a chance to gain some money back, at least, for this. But no, okay. But their thought was, it'll, they're thinking that it's going to make less than $30 million. And so, okay, we can hedge our bets and get some more than that. I understand that thought in terms of literally financials, but in terms of like creativity, you're a killer. Apparently, it was the best of its kind since Roger Rabbit. The leaves are super likable. It's beautifully shot. The animation is great. The ending makes everyone fucking cry, where it was an actual quote, quote about the movie. So that was interesting. Moving on from that as well, apparently director Dave Green and producers were only informed about the whole situation after WB already went, underwent the process of writing out the movie. And then at the time, outside buyers were interested in the film, but WB told them the movie was not for sale, which is also insane. They, and now they have changed their mind and said they're going to sell it. But the only thing in their mind, because the huge public outcry. Which is just like, but wasn't the public outcry for Batgirl being Batgirl? too? And Scoob? <laughs> Guess not. Okay. It's upsetting, right? The the whole, every decision he's made, uh, the only good decision that he has made is that there won't be movies made for HBO Max anymore. That's the only thing I can agree on, is that streaming movies, just like from marketing standpoints to the actual films themselves, like... They they do terrible with them, so just put them in theaters. But th- this shit is is so bad. The argument for him being in favor right now is that they were going to approach go under in 2021. It's like they're days away from being obviously, and he has bought them in three extra years by his cuts. Uh-huh, um, sure. Keep telling yourself that, bud. I'm not like, agreeing with it. I'm saying that's the argument in defense. I, I was saying that to Zaslav, not you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Harry Styles. The the British man from Don't Worry Darling? Also from Eternals. And Dunkirk. Uh, Eros, the god of love. And that's it. Is that who he is? Basically, yeah. Oh, I didn't know he was a god of love. Alright. Well, he's the god of sex, basically. <laughs> that's not a joke. Look, I'm, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm not, Eros I is know you're not kidding. I just think is, it's funny. Eros is a very interesting character. Um... Anyway, or Star Fox, which confused me. Because I hear Star Fox, I think of the game series Star Fox. Yeah. Kevin Feige was asked uh, about, you know, all the different tags we see at the end of movies. And he he was asked, will Harry Styles return to the MCU? He said, we will see. He's excited. We're excited. We will see. We introduce a lot of new characters and a lot of new movies and tags. Yes, Kevin Feige. Maybe don't do that. Yeah, at this point, I kind of hate they keep doing this, like, and like ending and end credit tease of, like, oh, here's, like, a new story, or here's new characters, because now, which is how uncertain everything is, there's, like, a 9 out of 10 chance we're never going to see them again. Like, Hulk's son at the end of She-Hulk, I highly doubt we are ever going to see him again. I would like to see what happens with Eternals, because that's a fun movie to me. I really love Eternals. I think it's very underrated. I think we're both in the minority in this camp. Still, I'm, I'm but... aware we're in the minority. I say everyone that hates it is dumb. That's okay. We have a lot of people who listen to this who might disagree with you, Josh. Come and fight me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everyone, please send an email to verbally accost Josh, and we will appreciate no, it and read on the podcast. I want a physical fight. I want you oh, to come punch me you with will your lose. opinions. How You're do you know? I'm tall, though. <laughs> and that's got to count for strength. something. What? I said, that's got to count for something. 
Oh, he's gonna throw some hands over Eros and Eternals. Got it. Yes. Um, I gave this news piece a nay. Don't do these tags anymore. You can keep doing fun ones, or whatever, or setting something up that you know will be the next movie already. Yeah. Like how us, uh, how a uh, fucking what was it? Winter Soldier setting up Age of Ultron with the um the end of we got the Maximoff twins, and then that, that they're in the next movie. Cool, that's fine. And it didn't like it was not actually a needed scene. It was just like, hey, an extra moment. Remember. We have cool things coming, and it happens like you know in a year. That's different. Or literally pull a No Way Home and just have a trailer for your next movie at the end of it, which is crazy. I mean, that's what um, Avengers uh, happened. Uh, it was end of Captain America or end of Thor or something. It was the end of the first Captain America. Yeah, had just a trailer for the Avengers. Um, yeah, and like that's that was fun. I watched that in theaters. That was fun. Yeah, or like um, or like you have Shang Chi's uh, end credit, which like just teases like you know something big that we're probably not going to find out for another like four or five years. Uh, even if it's like just that same one, even if it's just the sister running the the underworld, you know the gangs and stuff. That's still like a cool. You don't even need that expand on that. It's just like hey, that's cool. She's taking over. That's, that's actually fulfilling her arc as a character. Yeah, that cool. one. That one's fine. The one with like Wong and like uh, Hulk and Cap- and Captain Marvel talking about like where his like you know rings came from and all that. And like he's like, oh, we've never seen this tech before. This came from somewhere else. And- I think it's the same thing as Kang's rings uh, as on Kang. The I think Kang's the ship the stuff that was in his kingdom in the Quantum Mania. They were very ring-shaped and glowy. The same as the Bengals, the same as Shang-Chi's Mucklone rings. I think it's also the same technology. Then tie it we'll, together! We'll never, <laughs> we'll never know. We probably never will. Because Kang's changing a bit. So, yay or nay to these tags? The Forgotten Ones. Uh... Also, the record are yays and mays. Yays and mays. Yays and nays mean nothing. It's literally just, it can be the change of that grass looks too green. Whatever. I'll give it... I'll give it a nay. Okay, Josh, uh, we learned a while ago that the office might have a reboot. Things might be changing here. Because um, now that strikes over, they actually can talk about things. That is true. The reboot of the office is not happening. Thank but God. But the creator yeah. is interested in making a series set in the same universe. We are going to finally get the Stanley series. <laughs> quoting something like the notion of this documentary crew doing a documentary about a different subject. That's just a different show. That's just a different mockumentary. That's just Modern Family. Like, the thing that makes The Office The Office is the characters. It's not that it's a mockumentary. Like, yes, that's part of the aesthetic, but we like it because of the characters. So And that we, it's supposed to be a boring, mundane place to work. That's the idea. Yeah. And, like, we don't want a reboot of it because then that would be the second remake of The Office. Like, no one well, wants that. There's actually a lot more remakes of The Office. I don't know if you know that. Have you watched The Indian Office ever? It's I have fascinating. Not. It's cool. I give this news a nay. Don't make more things set in the same universe just because. Yeah, I agree. Garfield, we got a trailer with those terrifying baby Garfield eyes. It's so funny because, like, the animation looks so good, then Chris Pratt talks. Why is Sam Jackson the father of Chris Pratt? <laughs> because it's so it's such an insane choice. The voice that... difference. It, it's such an insane choice, but it works so much better because of it. Chris Pratt is just doing his voice, and it doesn't work for the character that Garfield is. I don't think the story works, or I've seen, um, for Garfield. Like, it just feels like another generic movie, like animated movie. Like, you could make it... Adding the word Garfield doesn't add anything to it. Yeah, it's like how the live-action movies were. They're just like, we don't really know what to put in here, so just like have Bill Murray just seem sad the whole time. Give me the show Garfield and Friends again. Give me Odie and Garfield and John. And basically just adapting things from the comic strips and then 
intercutting with other fun things. Like it's you can do a lot with this stuff. Basically, just compiling the comic strips into a fun movie could be fun. It's so funny that the only successful like adaptations of comic strips is the Peanuts, mainly because the creator worked on them. Yeah, that's fair. We had Noah Schnapp in that too. Um, oh, I wasn't talking about I wasn't talking about the most recent movie, but yes, that was also good. <laughs> uh, we got Moana news. Your favorite live action remake is coming soon. The next film that Dwayne Johnson's shooting will be that one. I want to cry. And he is, of course, now officially confirmed to be playing Maui. Look, the man is clearly having some kind of midlife crisis with his movie career after the fa- recent failures of, like, Black Adam and stuff. So, like, he's going back to Fast and Furious. He's remaking Moana just because there's other things that are in the works, too, that's just him just trying new things now. I'm just like, at least he's trying new things and, like, is returning to good things again. But I don't want this. <laughs> the hierarchy of power is about to change the DC universe again. And it's not with Black Adam. I'm ge- I'm genuinely surprised they are re- making this before Frozen. If they're both too soon, they're both too soon. But I knew, but I thought Frozen would be the one they would do the soonest. I give this news piece a nay. I give it a nay just because it's not going to be good. If it is good, I will be very surprised. But I doubt it will be. Uh, Madam Web trailer came out. <laughs> Okay, what is this movie? Because I said jokingly a while ago, this will be a movie about um, them trying to make sure Uncle Ben dies at the right time. It might be and It might be. <laughs> I made that joke, and I was I, I might be right. Well, keyword it, it is it might be, but also, if you know anything about Spider-Man stuff, you know that Ezekiel is not the Spider-Man character that goes after Spider-People. So already, they're docking points on just not caring about the comics. I like the costume design. For besides who? the one, besides the Ezekiel Sims one, like the actual like, Spider-Man suits with Spider in the image we saw. The problem is that we don't get like enough of a good look at them, so I can't really give a, like my opinion on them. Ezekiel's is the That's only fair. one, and that one looks like a CW costume. I'm sorry, it just does. I think this trailer looks fun in a way that I am excited to see it, not in a way I think it'll be amazing. Does that make sense? So it, it's going to be another Morbius then? No, it looks actually better than Morbius did. Let's be real. Although there's a great line in this movie, in this trailer, about her mom uh, in the jungles. <laughs> you want you want to know a good way of telling if your movie is going to be bad is if you have casted Dakota Johnson in, in your movie in a sizable role. If she's giving effort, then that means it'll probably be good. If she's not giving effort, that means it'll probably be bad. And she's not giving much to this. <laughs> I think a line is literally just cut off from different parts of the movie. Like Probably. Dialogue. Or maybe not. If if it's not, I'm gonna laugh. If it's an actual line, I will be going insane. I love that. Um, I can't believe it was an actual. If that was a scripted line in the movie, I'm amazed. But this looks like it'll be at least somewhat interesting. It looks different. I will see it for the cast. I love the cast of it. If anything, they'll at least be semi good, hopefully, or try their best to save it. But I I don't know, man. What is the Sinister Six gonna be? There is going to be no Sinister Six. Why do they keep trying to make it happen? <laughs> Are we going to have Ezekiel Sims in the Sinister Six with Morbius and Vulture and Venom? The Sympathetic Six? The only successful movies from this universe have been the Venom movies, which is still an insane sentence to say. And people, generally speaking, don't love them. People don't love this universe. <laughs> Kang Boy? Is there more of that? Oh, yeah, there's more Kang Boy. We have more Kang Boy news again. There's always more Kang Boy news. It's well, it's about it's about the movie itself, King uh-huh. Dynasty. De- Destin Daniel Credden, who directed Shang Chi, 
and was tapped to be the director of King Dynasty, has left King Dynasty. Uh, he will now focus solely on Shang-Chi 2, which also means confirmation of Shang-Chi 2. Good. I'd rather him focus on that and get that out than Kang Dynasty. Well, I think the reason why is because they're probably realizing, hey, this will be delayed since we're retooling things. And for the movie he was pitched, is now being changed. Probably. I feel, this feels like confirmation of that, honestly, to me. So, okay. Yay. I'll give it yay. Do you like Pedro Pascal? Mm-hmm. Do you like his Joel, his Joel Miller? Yep. Do you like Reed Richards? Because we might end up getting Pedro Pascal as Reed Richards in the MCU. This is a casting that I have no idea what to think of because I would need to see him as the character to be able to form an opinion on it. He better shave his face like Maxwell Lord style, completely just bald faced. He probably will be. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I think he could do it well. Apparently, according to the Hollywood Reporter, first off, he's not confirmed yet. He was, Deadline has said he was being eyed to play the role by Marvel. Yeah. And then, according to the Hollywood Reporter, Pedro Pascal's involvement in Fantastic Four. As Richards will be dependent on sorting out his schedule for Gladiator 2 and Last of Us Season 2. He's got, and it's kind of, it's, he's got those. He's got Mandalorian. God knows what else. Like, he's a very busy dude right now. And I'm very happy he's a very busy dude. But it's being remembered now he's also been offered the role. So and that, if that's the case, interesting. This feels like a role that no one wants. Because no, no one wants to sign up for a six-movie deal for a universe that might be dying. Because audiences are seem like they're getting tired of these movies. So if that Heather, you don't want to hop onto a sinking ship. But honestly, I think I don't think it'll be sinking ship. I think they just need to put out a few things good and roll, good in a row, because everyone on the internet keeps saying MCU is dead, MCU is back, back and forth. So if you keep, if you get that MCU is back three times in a row, people are like, oh, this is great again. I think I think it's good that next year the only movies for the MCU being released is Deadpool, and then their only show I think is Echo that's not animated. I think that's going to be a saving grace for them, just like getting very little because we've just been getting so much from them lately. But I give yay to Pedro. I think like I, I'm intrigued by. It. I want to see him stretch. Sure. <laughs> Let's see him stretch. Also, Vanessa Kirby might end up being Sue Storm. And I cool. I'll I'll give it a yay. I'm I'm curious to see. Joker Year One is a comic coming out soon. Uh, and like Batman Year One is releasing in February. Uh, across Batman issues one forty two and one one forty four. That's just the killing joke, right? Like, <laughs> what are we doing differently? To show more of his stand-up routines. I I don't know. I mean, sure. It's a, again, it's not the, a definitive thing. Still, Every, it's gonna we're gonna get a new for a different origin in a, a year later. It doesn't but, matter. But like, what is with the obsession of giving him an origin? I feel like the Killing Joke is definitive enough, and then the Joker movie also does more than enough. Like, we don't. I don't think we need more. If I'm being yeah. honest. <laughs> Uh, this, also, this, this, this news is mostly for me to tell comic readers if they aren't already aware, because we don't read many comics. So I'm neutral on this, because I'm not reading the current run to know anything, uh, I'll to be fair. I'll stay neutral. I, it doesn't affect me. Toy Story oh, 5. Oh, goody. Tim Allen, you know, famous, uh, always on the right side of politics, man. He wants Toy Story 5 to follow adult Andy trying to find and re- reunite all his toys for his child. They're kind of all separated to the winds at this point. Also, imagine like, I need it for my kid. I must go scour the earth. What is that story? It, I just, I don't want this. Like, also, both Tim Allen and Tom Hanks have been asked to return. I just, 
I don't want this because like four, four I think is good. I think it's underrated, but and like that's as far as I would go for like an additional ending. But now we're getting a third ending. And I'm just like, you can't do this again, guys. Creed Four is in the works, Josh, with uh Erwin Ir- Winkler. He's in. I don't. I don't know who that is. He says they have a really good story. <laughs> uh, Michael B. Jordan is going to return again. That's a direct. He he did a very good job um, with Creed Three. They're beginning pre-production next year or in a year. I just I just cool. wonder what the plot of this one's gonna be because like the this is the last actor. The, the, this isn't like a spoiler because it's like right at the beginning. But like he he quote unquote uh, retires um, from boxing. So I'm like, what's this one gonna be? Do you like Christopher Nolan's um his, his movies overall? Yep. Okay, because he says, and I know you agree with him on this fully. That there's a concern of content disappearing from streaming services. Mm-hmm. He said there's a danger these days that if things only exist in the streaming version, they do uh, they do get taken down. They come and go. And I agree. He also went there saying, go buy physical media. And I agree. Very much. Yay. I love that he's on the side of physical media, which makes complete sense for who he is. I just... Uh, yes, buy if you love a certain movie or show and you want to have it forever, just buy it, please. I I beg of you. <laughs> I just streaming is not reliable anymore. So if you love the Barbie movie, buy it physically. Just do it. Are you ready to be confused? I'm always confused. So we know Jackie Chan and Ralph Macchio will be reprising their roles together for a new Karate Kid movie, and reprising their roles means they're playing the same version of the characters. I just. This is a Karate Kid four. I know this takes place after the next Karate Kid movie. So this is a and as well as this is a fifth one in that universe and second one in the other universe, which is apparently now all the same universe. I'm fine with them existing together. That that doesn't bother me. I'm still not a hundred percent clear on if this does take place in like the Cobra Kai show world because the creators are not involved with this and they said they have no idea what this is. So I'm just like, so is does this tie into it at all? <laughs> this is weird. It's it's very strange. I'm mostly confused by this. I don't. Yeah. I don't hate the I idea just... of of the two of them being together. But it's just with Cobra Kai still going on, I'm just like, how is this going to work? I give us a yay until we see a trailer. I'll Sure, I'll give it a yay. Superman. Blah, 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 blah. Um, we have casting announcements again because the strike's over. Whoa. We got Skylar Gisondo is playing Jimmy Olsen. And that is amazing. And like literally a dream cast of mine. Uh, he, first off. He's amazing. Have you ever watched the show Psych? You haven't, but in general, if you ever watched the show Psych, he plays young Sean Spencer in that, and who is basically just an ADHD eccentric kid, and I loved it. He was great. He was in the latest movie we watched. What's that movie we watched? Licorice Pizza. Yeah. Weird movie. He was great in it. He's always been really funny and charming, and I think he fits the nerdy kind of photographer, young, plucky guy role. Yeah, he is. Great casting. If you've seen um, the Drew Barrymore show, San Clarita Diet, he's fantastic in that. I'm totally down with this casting. We also got Nicholas Holt as Lex Luthor. Cool. Um, cool. Where are you ready to see a bald beast? I do, please just have him be bald from the start. Don't do a Jesse Eisenberg of him having long, lush, long, luscious locks from the beginning and then getting shaved off at the end. According to Gunn on Instagram, he replied saying, "Of course he'll be bald." Okay, so I'm assuming good. He's the whole time. Cool. I'm happy with this. We also got casting for someone else. Who was it? Uh, 
the villain we got cast, like the engineer or something. Yes, Maria Gabriela de Fari uh, will be playing the, the engineer of uh, from the Authority, the Superman Legacy, and she uh, is apparently going to be the villain as well. And that's cool. That's a different villain we've seen before. And while Lex is still in the movie, it's still cool to have a different villain. Cool. Yep. Uh, Star Wars news. Your favorite subject now of all time. Oh. Star Wars. Oh, boy. And I'm sure you know what this is about. We got our boy um, in the cowboy hat. Uh, Dave Filoni has become chief creative officer at Lucasfilm. He will now work to more directly with Kathleen Kennedy to oversee the next generation of Star Wars movies and shows. He also says that he will be more hands-off approach, very much like a, a member of the Jedi Council, helping to Things, helping with things along without actually being as much hands-on. Okay. All right. So. Um, <laughs> Josh hates this. I'm not a fan of this. I have nothing against Dave Filoni. I, I, as, a, as a person, I got nothing against him. I do not think he should be the person in charge of the creative future of Star Wars. Because everything I've seen of him lately has just been, here's a cameo from a person I created. Here's a cameo from something that you like. And that's all Star Wars has become now, is just cameos of things that you remember. It's not interested in doing anything new or just, it's taking the safest route possible. And it really bums me out that that's what he wants to do. And the only provocative and good and new thing from Star Wars has been Andor, which is still a very strange sentence. But it survives and works because it's doing something new. And I just don't get this at all. I mean, I get it from a certain perspective. But the fact that Star Wars is now just not going to be for everyone. It's only going to be for fans. And I mean, like, hardcore fans that know everything. It saddens me. Like, the the Mandoverse movie that's going to be happening. That's going to tie in all the Filoni shows and everything together. It's not going to be accessible to anyone that hasn't kept up with that stuff. They're not going to know what's happening. And that just saddens me. I never watched Ahsoka. I never watched... Or any other shows. I, I probably don't watch Ahsoka or like Book of Boba Fett and stuff. Because I had no interest in, or any other shows that... Uh, I never watched Clone Wars or Bad Batch or Rebels. And so I felt out of loop to watch the new stuff. And I didn't want to watch 10 years of our content to watch one season of a TV show. Yeah, this is... Like, Marvel, like, you, you can still make the argument that you can still see the movies, but there's definitely cases of, like, where you have to see shows for it to make sense. This Mandoverse movie is going to be the most inaccessible thing out there just because it's going to be tying in all of this stuff that most people haven't seen. And it just frustrates me because now we're probably also just never going to get any more movies aside from, like, that one. Just because he loves to do shows. And it frustrates me. I'm mad. I hate this. As someone that was a casual fan of Star Wars, I really don't think Star Wars is for me anymore at this point. And that's well, sad not, to say. It's not for either of us, because clearly we love The Last Jedi, and that's not the direction anymore. That hasn't been the direction for quite some time. <laughs> um, and I also heard that, um, what's his name? Adam Driver, he said he loved working on Last Jedi. I thought it was like a really good, it was different direction, but really good direction going forward and made sense still. I'm like, cool. Thank you, Adam Driver. And he's like, yeah, the third one kind of fell apart. Yeah, like, <laughs> yep. like in a recent interview, he was talking about like Kylo's journey and how like when he had signed on, it was basically to be the inverse of Vader, uh, of him basically just staying evil. And like, The Last Jedi still went that direction, but didn't in a slightly different way, but he was still on board with it. Then the third movie, he was, they threw it, he said it himself, they threw it out the window and just like did a redemption arc. And like, I still think that The Last Jedi could have been cool if they had Rey and kylo switch places good light and dark that would have been cool too i but they didn't do that either there was nothing interesting in the rise of Skywalker. we're moving on to something that is 
now a franchise, uh, The Black Phone 2 is happening with Ethan Hawke, Mason Thames, Madeline McGraw, Jeremy Davies, and Miguel Mora all uh, will return to star in The Black Phone 2. What's the plot going to be? Yeah, this is this is my problem with certain horror movies getting sequels. Some of them just shouldn't. Like, the ending of Wait, the first Black Phone... didn't f- he not make it out? I, didn't I, Ethan Hawke? No, I thought that he died. That's what I'm saying. Like, didn't he... Like, yeah, okay. See, this this is the problem I'm talking about. Like, and I'm glad that the same creative team is making it because that means that they've got something. But I think most horror movies are not designed to have sequels. It's based and, on a short story originally, the first one. Yeah, so I, it's it's like Don't Breathe getting a sequel. It shouldn't have gotten a sequel, and it did. And it's one of the worst things I've ever seen. And I don't want God. this to be bad. I want this to be good. But at the same time, I'm very tentative to say I'm excited for it. Okay. I mean, I guess they might, might become a ghost now because the, the last one we had a lot of ghost people. I, I guess know. we also we we talked we discussed the black phone in the podcast. You guys must know that episode. But I guess it was I, I guess a nay. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna go with nay because I'm confused. It yeah. hurt itself in confusion like a Pokemon. Good Burger Three is happening. Oh, okay. What do you think? Sure. I haven't seen the second one still. You've started it. <laughs> I've st- I've started it. It's it's a lot funnier than I expected it to be. So that has me excited to finish it. On a different note, Mark Hamill's done playing a Joker officially. He said he said um, this so many it. times. <laughs> well, he said well, no, he has not. He's made this statement. He's been asked now a few times since Kevin Connors passing. He's been pretty consistent. But he said now uh, without Batman, crime has no punchline, and that's fine. Yeah. Yep. Good. Yay. Yay. Sad, but yay. Yeah. Uh, we also have news about <sighs> Zaslav. Um, David Zaslav says scrapping films for tax write-offs took courage. No, they fucking he said, didn't, you moron. <laughs> he said, what content is going to help us win? The content that wasn't, we made a strategic decision on. It was difficult and painful, but it was necessary. You what? You see... Art! It's not content, it's art. Yeah, that's that's your number one cause of never listening to this uh, fucker, is that A he... podcast is content! <laughs> Is like the oh. fact that he doesn't consider movies or shows art, but that's something that is just easily consumable and then throw you can throw it away shows why he should not be in charge. And also, he continues to tank the company while still saying that he's saving money. Uh, no, I'm surprised he's still in the position that he is in because <laughs> no one has any faith in Warner Brothers or HBO Max at this point. Like, I cannot imagine that their stock is doing great right now. You want to get mad at our CEO? Uh, I'm. When am I never not mad at them? Uh, so Bob Iger and other Disney execs say their main goal is now quality over quantity. From te- according to Deadline, now shouldn't that be your priority always, all the time since inception? Uh, I'm glad there's a change being made. I guess this is just like I. I uh, Iger has also been frustrating me because at first I thought that you know it would be better for him to be back in the position, and he's still making dumbass decisions that honestly Bob Chapek also could have made. I just, uh... I think he came on taking a brunt of a lot of work. Like it's, it's a bad position to take. Like, when you come back and it's like, well, I need to fix a lot of messes now. But I think he was this... It's my vision just to dig at Shapek doing quantity over quality. It's like, well, now it's back to quality. And that's fine. I am conv- I feel like this should be the goal for everything. All of the time. Make things that, are, that you think are good. And, you know, you put heart into. 
you make movies and shows, not content, and which means it takes time <laughs> to make things. And yes, but Josh, making original yeah, all art is content. What do you mean? Look, making things takes risk, especially making original things because you have no guarantees. But I feel like, especially with this year, Disney should realize that they need to put monetize your art, monetize your art. Oh God, Michael Waldron is now the writer of both Avengers: Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. He previously wrote Muscle vs. Madness and created Loki for Marvel Studios. Uh, he also wrote record about Loki. He only worked on season one, not season two, um, in terms of writing. Uh, I'm fine with this. I don't. It doesn't bother me. Josh knows I'm more against this news. My biggest problem... I had a lot of problems with Loki. I like Loki overall, season one. But like, I had a lot of problems with both seasons of the show. And those same problems, the same problems I had multiple versus Madness. So, I don't think he's the right writer for this. But also... We need someone to write it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm glad we have a person. Someone just said in the comments to this, this is either going to be gold or shit, no in between. I'm like, you know what? That's fair. I give this, I guess, a nay. I don't know, man. That His, the, his mustache smug face haunts me. I'll give it I'll give it a yay. I really like Loki. I really like Multiverse of Madness. I, yeah, I'm here for it. Um... Scream 7. We're getting news on Scream 7. It'll be the end of our podcast talking about this. Oh, boy. So we're going to talk about some stuff that might get a little more political. And I'm sorry, you can tune out if you need to. But we also need to talk about the fact that this is huge news shaking up the next Scream film. Josh and I have gone record as loving the Scream franchise at this point. I'm going to go in order. we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Let's start with the fact that before we know anything else, else? Moles? 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 Melissa Barrera, who played Sam. That's why I like the character's name, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, has been fired from Scream 7. Not like scheduling issues, not leaving the park. Fired. Because she has been vocal on social media about ongoing genocide happening in Palestine. And for the record, it wasn't anything like a ton. It was like, hey, this is bad. This is genocide. Let's have a ceasefire. That was mostly what it was. And it's like, I'm sorry this is happening. Here are things you can go to help. Christopher Landon, who's directing those we reported on earlier today. <laughs> yes, today. It's the same day we recorded last time. Yes. Uh, we are not doing this over two different days. Chris Landon has commented on Melissa Barrera being fired from the film for speaking out against genocide happening in Palestine. And he said, this is my statement. Everything sucks. Stop yelling. This is not my decision to make. I fully believe that. I believe that this is a higher up executive decision or producer decision, not him. Uh, yep. And that sucks. That's a bad thing to inherit to your film. And that's unfortunate. On that note, Spyglass, the studio behind the Scream films, has released a statement on fire Melissa Barrera for speaking out the genocide. And they said, We have zero tolerance for anti-Semitism or the incitement of hate in any form, including false references to genocide, ethnic cleansing, holocaust, distortion, or anything that flagrantly crosses the line into hate speech. She wasn't saying hate speech. It wasn't a false genocide. There's actual evidence. I don't like how much the entire Western media is saying Israeli, uh, uh, that the Israeli government is on the good side of things. I don't get it. Yep. Calling her anti-Semitic for saying people, children are being murdered is not anti-Semitic. You also can be both Jewish and on the side of Palestine. You also can be anti-Semitic and be on the side of Israel. There's different ways to look at all the situations. Josh and I have made our stance, I think, a little clear at this point. If not, Josh, make your stance clear. Yeah, if you haven't followed me on social media, uh, yeah, <laughs> can we stop the genocide, please? Uh, that would be great. Uh, um, yeah. And it is genocide at this point. 
And I know this is about people political news used on the podcast. We try not to get too much in that stuff. You see, um, we say this, and I feel like that we have in a lot. No, our politics <laughs> must be like get the get the vaccine. That's what most of our politics at this point. I think saying we're leftist, but not the extreme of like, hey, picking a side on a war. Um, but I feel like this getting fired for saying, hey, please stop bombing hospitals and children, is insane. It's. And like it's and like she's not the only person that has been affected. Like in like Hollywood, like Susan Sarandon, the same day was also let go from her agency for the same exact reasons. And like other famous people, literally had to word their statements incredibly carefully because of just the the attacks that they get for saying you know stop killing people, stop the genocide. It's insane. This entire thing. Jenna Ortega will not return for Scream Seven. This is literally she, like the next day. <laughs> she left. Uh, not fired. She left. She has said scheduling issues were the issue. Well, I she she never it. said. Well, no, her company or something like that said. There's, there were people talking for her. Have made it clear that yeah, there's scheduling issues. But look, yeah, her schedule became very clear because she doesn't work with them. <laughs> I, I think that's what it is. I, point, I, right? I do not doubt that um, like Wednesday's schedule was going to conflict with it at, at a certain stage. I don't doubt that. But the timing of it is very specific. If, it's I got your back, girl. Yeah. Like, she deliberately did that. And then we got a statement from Los Barrera after what happened. And her words were, first and foremost, I condemn anti-Semitism and Islamophobia. I condemn hate and prejudice of any kind against any group of people. As a Latina, a proud Mexicana, uh, I feel the responsibility of having a platform that allows me the privilege of being heard. And therefore, I have tried to use it to raise awareness about issues I care about and to lend my voice to those in need. Every person on this earth, regardless of religion, race, ethnicity, gender, sexual orientation, or socioeconomic status, deserves equal human rights, dignity, and of course, freedom. I believe a group of people are not their leadership, and no governing body should be above criticism. I pray day and night for no more deaths, for no more violence, and for peaceful coexistence, I will continue to speak out for those that need it most and continue to advocate for peace and safety for human rights and freedom. Silence is not an option for me. That was a very well put statement to me. Yep. Also, firing someone with those words is making statements like that is fascinating. Um, yep. Just saying. Now we have to end this with interesting things about the Scream 7 franchise going, and Scream franchise going forward with the fact that James Vanderbilt and uh, Guy Busick are set to write a completely new script now for Scream 7. Um, Which just means that they're probably just rebooting the franchise again. Producers are reportedly keen for Nev Campbell to return. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, don't a, think Nev will do it. That's a great joke. I don't think she would do it. After you refused to pay her what she was due for Scream 7, do you really think that she's going to come... Scream 6. Yeah, Scream 6. Do you really think that she's going to come back for this after that bullshit that you just pulled? I'm sorry. I think that she has more integrity than that. If not, I'm going to be incredibly disappointed. I think it's hilarious. I was like, okay, let's just do... Let's go back to Nev. Let's do it. We have another option. I, I don't know. This is insane to me. This whole thing is insane to me. I do. Do you think Deb would say yes? I, you know, your personal relationship with her is very, very long. Yes, we, we we text back and forth <laughs> all the time. Uh, I think just from everything I've you know have seen from her, which isn't you know a huge amount, and like from what I've seen of her as a person, I would hope that she would say no to this and that she's aware of what's been happening. I just 
this is so insane on so many different levels. And there's I think it is the funniest statement from the studio they could have made. Oh yeah. It's just like we want Nev back. It's just like you didn't want her back for the last one. <laughs> you made that abundantly clear. You could have said we were wrong. <laughs> even that if they it. even if they say we were wrong, we apologize, let's get them back, they're not gonna come back. I know. If, if I was either the of them, movie. I'd be like, No, I'm not coming back to you. And Josh, that is our show. <laughs> Ending on the note. I knew it'd be a bigger piece to talk about. That's why I ended that. But yeah, Scream Seven's a mess. I am I'm not gonna see it as of right now. Yep, yeah, same. It however unless things change drastically, I'm not gonna see it. At least not in theaters. I'd probably wait many, many months to see it on, like, you know, a DVD from a freaking Goodwill. You know, something that should be no money going to them. We are back, Josh. We've done it. We are. We are back, and hopefully in a more permanent position. If you like the show, please uh, email the show at podgeekspeak at gmail.com. Tweet at us with hashtag geekspeakpod or at geekspeakpod on Twitter. Um, you can tweet at either of us individually as well. Josh, you can find him on j underscore rudy28. Yep, uh, JSCoreRudy28 on Twitter, uh, Instagram, JSCoreRudy16, Lairbox, NerdForFilm28. You can find me on TikTok or Instagram at ThatNerdTheater, or on Twitter at TheTheaterNerd. And you also can now can join the Discord server for the podcast. Um, that'll be in the description down below of this episode. And every previous episode, I have retroactively added it to there. So you can check that out as well. And thank you so much for listening. Yeah. It's been a while, but we hope that we'll be back in a more permanent setting. Also, happy holidays if it does not come out on time. We will um, make it come out on time. I will make sure. We'll do it. Okay. Um, we will hopefully have one more set at least in December before this is done. Um, all right. Have a good one. Eat some good cake and have some cheesecake too. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.